Hello there, I'm Ryan Stolinski. Hi, listening people, I'm Bartek. Yes, listening people, and I'm Ryan. And this is Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. Uh, we're Spit and Polish, likingly, because we're always spitting, and uh, we both happen to be Polish. And Bartek, what's, what's our goal here? What do we do on Unappreciated Masterpieces? We spit on... No, sorry, that's our name. Um, <laughs> we watch them, and then we talk about them, and we want you to watch them so that they'll be watched. Is that all? Yeah, I think that's that's our goal. Yeah, that and we find like the most forgotten, underappreciated masterpieces of all time, and then we present them to you. A series of films. I mean, we've got a good back catalogue now of films, but there's always more films to be done. And what's the film we're doing today? Today's film that we are watching today on Speed and Polish today is Bandslam. I do not speak Polish. I do not know what you said. What are we watching? Ryan, you do this every week. You tell me that you don't speak Polish when we're called spit and Polish. Why don't you learn Polish? It's hard. Oh, yeah, that's fair enough. It's one of the hardest languages. The movie Banslam is in English Banslam. Oh, Banslam. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, yeah. I only watched it for the first time for this specific show. And you watched it twice, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Two of us, I don't know if we can tackle it just by ourselves. Once, a... twice, three times a lady. That's right. We're joined with a female presence this episode, the lovely Beck Schroeder. You called me a lady. Yep, a lady. I, I mean, you ever get lady in, excuse me, young lady. Uh... <laughs> the amount of times I get that, I swear, I am the youngest lady. Anyway. The youngest lady. Hi guys, I'm Beck. Yes, the lovely Beck is joining us. Of course, we know Beck from our university experience, of course. And I just was like, yes, I need to have Beck on this show at some point. And it's that thing where it's like, what movie will match? And this was a different one because this is the choice in which this wasn't in my giant list. I have a giant, giant list of movies. And this was like the first one in which it was you know, a kind of an event that happened in the real world that's kind of like, oh, this is the reason why we should do this movie, which is, of course, the unfortunate passing of David Bowie. David Bowie, one of the best musicians ever, guys? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They've just dedicated... dedicated, No, don't you? No, They've just dedicated a constellation to this man. A star man, actually, officially star man. He's a star man. I haven't said anything. You were like, uh, uh, which means you were too sure about him being the greatest artist. I was going to say, I didn't really follow him that much, but what I did know of him, I really liked. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing about Bowie. It's like that thing where it's like, hey, you may not... Some people may not know what he looks like, and may not know his name, but at some point you've heard a song of his. His his body of work is so large in which you have heard a song of his. You may have heard Heroes in, say, Moulin Rouge, or you may have heard, you know, Ashes to Ashes or Ground Control to Major. All this stuff, large body of work. And that's why we had to do Band Slam, because obviously David Bowie is a prominent feature in this movie. He is what the main character aspires to be. He wants to be David Bowie kind of thing. He loves David Bowie. And of course, this is Bowie's last film he ever did. Bowie is in this movie as himself. And the fact that Bowie's death, uh, you know, reverberated around into many things, including into our show in which I had to be like, no, no, we need, you know... Beck and I were talking, and it's like, no, no, we should do a Bowie movie. And I was like, well, there's only one Bowie movie I can think of that's unappreciated. 
And that's Bandslam, because I was thinking, what Bowie movie's unappreciated? Labyrinth? Pfft, no, everyone no knows Labyrinth. Everyone knows and is terrified by Labyrinth. Zoolander? <laughs> no, everyone, know, everyone knows Zoolander. I mean, you I know... I he was in that. Yeah, The Last Temptation of Christ? Pfft, of course. I everybody, Everyone remembers him in that. And, you know, and on and on the list goes. And it was just like, what's the one... And I'm like, Band Slam, of course. Because obviously the thing about Band Slam is it is such an innovative film that people just couldn't handle the brilliance that is this movie. And as I said earlier, Bartek, this is the, I do believe, the proper first movie in the entire, you know, list that we've done where I had never seen it before, before doing this. This was, I went in completely blind to this. Did you? Uh, yeah, I think I might have seen the poster at some point, but that's about it. Yeah, the only thing I knew about it, I hadn't even known Vanessa Hudgens was in it, or anyone. All I knew was, oh, I know David Bowie's in it at the end. Like, all I knew was, oh, the main guy loved David Bowie, and then David Bowie's in it. Like, that's all I knew about the story was, oh, David Bowie's in it. See, I didn't know that. The movie started, he said, dear David Bowie. I'm like, oh, so this is why Ryan picked the movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, one of the many reasons. That is what we're going to get into. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty of the classic movie that is Band Slam. So prepare whatever, um, you know, media that you have this playing on, DVD, uh, streaming, whatever, because we're going to be starting this great masterpiece in 3, 2, 1, play. Yes. Now, uh, Bartek... That's me. That's me. Uh, Bartek. That's me. What did you think What did you think of uh, the film when you had to go in blind? Like, you're like, oh, this is why Ryan chose it. But, like, if you just had to give us some up, like, you know, this obviously isn't directed towards us now at oh, this no. age. This is more for, like, young adults. Yeah. And to be fair... And we're old adults. When this movie came out, we, you and I would have been in year 10, so, like... Yeah, this was made in 2009. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. this so, is, I was in year 11 this year. Jesus. Yeah, so this would be like us in the future, like one or two years from then onwards. Right. Bands. When we watch this. Yeah, yeah. Crowds cheering already. So, so yeah, what did you think of watching a movie that isn't necessarily directed towards us now at this age? Like, this is obviously for what would have been us back in 2009. It would have been for a certain crowd that we knew back in 2009, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, the, 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 the high school musical fandom. The high people. school musical fandom, yeah. Um, I mean, very... it's not nearly as musical as high school musical, but, mm. you know, that's the thing I love about it. It's when I look... There's that thing, Bartek and Beck, in which I worried. I read the plot synopsis beforehand, which I know I shouldn't necessarily do. Mm. I like to go in blind some of the times, even if I've seen the movie before. Uh, I read it and I'm like, well, somebody watched School of Rock. That's what my immediate thought was, because it was like the synopsis is like, you know, young, young kids start a band and enter like the band competition and I'm like well that's a lot of stories but think uh, what like two three you know what no like maybe four years before this School of Rock came out musical version of the Karate Kid yeah (laughs) have you read the reviews no, that's... I don't, oh, my God. I don't read okay, them okay. so that you can read okay, them okay. here and I'll get them blind. Everyone, just remember that Biotech mentioned Karate Kid because that's going to be poignant later on. Oh, wow. So, Beck, what are you thinking of this whole experience? You know, when you see a bunch of white guys with $2,000 dreadlock extensions? Do you Did you know people like that? No, never. She not was one of school, them, I imagine. Not, uni- not in university, not at all. 
No, I wasn't one of them. <laughs> I'm expensive hair. Oh, who's this thug? Uh, yeah, I think That's it's... That's pretty savage. Just don't call him a thug. He's called, you said I'm sorry. I think Dewey's pretty savage to call him. He's already calling him Dewey this early on in the film. Like, it's so mean. And this is the best part. Like, oh, who... what a bump to the head! Where was he keeping that as well, but yeah, I like, like, we just, winter. like... Yeah, yeah, it's clearly, like, winter time. It's miserable. Okay, this is... Some a... things are best left unanswered. Have you guys watched Freaks and Geeks? Nah. No. Okay, have you watched Bones? Nah. As in Bones, as in... The TV show Bones. Yeah. I know Bones, the animation. There's studio. that one guy who's from Freaks and Geeks and Bones, and he always gives, like, this surly facial expression like this guy does. Like, he's always like, yeah, like, oh, I'm so pissed off. Like, oh, I know that yeah. guy. He I know looks that exactly guy. like him with mixed with Miles Teller. Yeah. Like, it's like with no chin. <laughs> like, just no chin. And of course... Hey, I've got a joke. Your joke. Yeah. But go on. You know, this mum and this, this son? It's, yeah. it's like they're friends... Oh, uh, I get it, because she was in, you know, the Romy movie, she the High in, School Reunion. She yeah. was in Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, of course, we're talking about the amazing actress, uh, what's it, Lisa... I don't Lisa, know, I haven't uh, watched Friends. Lisa Kudrow. Do we have, like, other than a musical sort of, a hint at a musical career at the end of this film, do you think this guy would go on to do something as great as, say, making or inventing post-its? Yeah, 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 I think so. I think so. I think that is exactly where he's going to go. Now, here's one of the amazing things I love about this movie is, I know we talked through it just now, but I want to go back to that scene in which it was, I like the way that he talks to his mother because I know for a fact I wouldn't talk to my mother like that. But like, would you talk to your mother like how he does in this movie? I wouldn't be a lame like him. What do you mean? He's cool. He's got a camera. He's listening to ska music. Look, which is right. like singing in the car with his mum. Not a lot of teenage kids do this. It's yeah. Right. I mean, you did, though, Beck, didn't you? I Absolutely imagine that you not. were a singer with your mum. No, no, I wasn't actually friends with my mum when we were the age that this guy is. Oh, but I, um, I can just imagine you in the car singing along with one of your parents. I've always been buddies with my mama. We saw the movie Reverend. She kept going, ooh, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That sounded sexual to me. I've only ever sung in the car with my parents when Bohemian Rhapsody comes. Well, that's okay. And then it's usually just me being absolutely both embarrassed and just hysterically laughing. Are you a good singer? um, Am I a good singer? Yeah. I don't know. Do you you sing? Yes. Yes? Yes. There you go. You're better singer than me. I'm training and I try to be very modest and humble about being okay. Oh, and okay. that's why you're on this podcast. Because we're all about <laughs> Subtle modest. callback. Subtle callback to that no matter where you go, there's people who like to play with their hair, yeah. with their hands. Yeah, long yeah. hair, greasy hair. There's always a girl in a rainbowy, way outdated scarf. Yeah. In every high school movie, there's in a every... girl with this scarf that she <laughs> seems to have had for a million years. You know, it's because Hollywood and like every studio only has like a certain limited amount of costumes Costume, and props. Yeah. Like, have you seen that thing where it's like... um. Ed O'Neill, the, the, the grandfather <gasps> from... Oh, they're, they're, yeah, I got her mixed up with Selena Gomez throughout this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. And I was like, oh. Black so when I'm like, oh, is she dating Bieber by this point? It's like, no, it's Efron. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know who's who. But no, have you seen the thing where it's like Ed O'Neill 
is uh you know um he's in modern family as the grandfather or like the, the, the father i can't remember the character's name i'll take your word for and it and it's like him now reading this newspaper and then it was him in the tv show married with children which is like 20 years before and it's the same newspaper <laughs> like it's the exact same newspaper with like the same stories like on the cover and it's just like ed o'neill's been reading that paper for like 20 years hold on i'm I'm sorry that I'm bringing up something that's not entirely in the movie. It's about the subtitles. Yeah. You know how in the subtitles they mention a character's name and then, like, the line they say? Yeah. I think they keep adding a capital I at the end of all the names. No, I think it's just an L, actually. A lowercase L? Look, boy, there's nothing wrong with that Oh, one. well, now... Egg, eggs on my face, I'm wrong. I want to know why the back of their stage... Is boxes? A heap of archive boxes. <laughs> That's what I was wondering when Don't I was watching it. you have a basement? In this school? What? Well, it's the cafeteria, but here's the thing. What cafeteria? Has look, my school didn't have a cafeteria. My school didn't have a cafeteria, but what cafeteria also has, like, archive boxes <laughs> for any of the kids to go through I and be like, like oh, they records. separate parts of the school. campus. The archive sort of area, storage. Yeah, yeah which is right the near the cafeteria. Where an- announcements are made. And then the cafeteria. Look at her. She's about to jizz her pants. Wow, yeah. And then I jizzed yeah. in my pants, yeah. That's was jizz in my pants around two thousand and nine. Oh, man, I've been doing it forever. Oh, <laughs> There's yeah. a funny joke for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so here's um Sam spot with a five. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's survivor. The five is silent. S A five. The D is silent. Yeah. So Thanks, like mum and dad. <laughs> yeah. Look, Benny. 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 Ah. Oh, it's Ben. Forward slash, isn't it? Yes. So, we're just looking at subtitles for those of you who's sitting at home being like, what's happening? So, this this part right here when I watched it, I thought, because like, she didn't answer him. Yeah. She just I thought she writing, forgot her own number No, or no I, I thought she was going to, like, write a sick Polish name, like mine. <laughs> but no, it was just Sefivum. Sefivum. That's it. Can I talk about the boyfriend bully character? You can, do it. Okay, look, the boyfriend bully character who's ahead of the other band, which is, what was it, Glory Dogs? Something, mm-hmm. something in the Glory Dogs. No, yeah, Ben, whatever, in the Glory Dogs. Out of all the bully characters we've done on this show, Beck, you, you're not as familiar with our show as you could be, but a lot of movies that we do on this show somehow have a bully character mm-hmm. in it, because obviously a lot of them involve school, and school movies can't not have bullies. Absolutely. This bully character is fascinating to me, Bartek, because I just Same. find him... Very multi-layered because he seems Same. like he's a genuine person. Like out of all the bullies we've done, he seems the most genuine because he's got that dickhead asshole. Like I'm gonna pick on you. I'm gonna find out your secret backstory because I'm an asshole. But then he like he really does care about this band and he's like really nice to them mm. and like. And he gets no comeuppance at all. Yeah, and he gets no comeuppance. They get along at the end. Yeah, they get it, and like she gets back with him at the end. Yeah, and and it's just this thing. And in they which... just forget about the trauma that he yeah, inflicted like on he... him. It's so like high school though. Like I'm better friends now with, with the, the guys bullies. who locked me in cupboards and and called me mean names in high school than your friends than I am with the people that I thought were my friends back then yeah there's a name for that Stockholm Syndrome uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 funny that Beauty and the Beast has always been my favourite Disney yeah, film now yeah. I know why yeah yeah I went to an old guy school we were all fine we just they just fun. played the polar sausage yeah. we just high fived had sex oh uh, so <laughs> they high five by sexing <laughs> <laughs> okay I wrote for this scene alright like I get the scenes look 
This is an unappreciated masterpiece, of course. There's some scenes that you have to question. This scene was one where it's like, okay, they're doing this, what is this, weird school project where you have to buddy up and get to know the other person as well as possible. Mm-hmm. Which leads to a fantastic and she, scene later. And she makes a point in this scene that she used to have a stutter. That, like, never plays into it ever again. But it's like this thing in which it's like, I get it, they're trying to build up that these two have a possible romance building up. Mm. But it's also, like, I wrote for the scene... What was the point? Like, yeah. what was the point? Yeah, and, actually, and that's a good thing, because and, sometimes you need scenes that just have no point. Yeah, and actually for this second quarter, Sophia's not really in it much. No, she's barely in this movie, Vanessa. Okay, see, look. Until a certain point. He's the bully, right? We just saw him. He knocked over the cello girl, and he was willing to help her, but she didn't want his help. Now, see, it's hard to be a bully. Mm. Was that him? The was cello that girl, was... wasn't this character originally meant to be a cello guy, and that's yeah. who the main character auditioned for? Yeah. Yep. And then he got given the lead role. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Gee, imagine getting that phone call. Sorry, you didn't get it, but we want you to be the lead. Yeah, we want you to be... Mars Teller dropped out. We want you to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah, Michael Sierra dropped out. Yeah, we want you to be... Okay. Michael Sarah? Yeah. Oh, I, I read that someone else got the ride in. It was Michael Sarah. No, I'm joking. Um, here's something I often ask in this movie. Who talks like this? Like, she just comes up to him and is like, do you like kids? Are yeah, you, you like Samaritan? kids. Samaritan? Yeah, you're like, a good Samaritan. Who flat out says that? Um, normal film characters. Oh, that's that a good... This, whole, this yeah. whole movie in was... The, like... In the credits, that kid's called Glue Boy, and I remembered who it was, because <laughs> I'm like, boy. it's the guy eating glue. And she feeds him beef jerky for some reason, don't know why. What happens if one of them's vegetarian? He, terrible. I, f- I feel like they've kind of... Like, is this... Oh, they've kind of tried to have like little quirky things. Yeah, like, yeah, You know yeah, how yeah. you watch, say, Juno or yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. I often regarded this things. as Perks of a Wallflower, but High School Musical style. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, like except it, Perks of Being a Wallflower is a lot about mental health, and I feel like yeah, it's, this it's drops about that. Mental teenagers. Well, no, they go through mental health problem stuff too okay. because think about it. This guy's being called Dewey. Yeah, that's. And true. she's also going through this whole sub story yeah. that's kind of there but kind of not there about her father dying, yeah. which is interesting. Like it's not, it's not Perks of Being a Wallflower. Watch that movie and watch this one back to back. That's Holt. my best suggestion. She just said Holt. Who says this? This is but very strange. I like her character a lot. Because there's that thing in which her and Vanessa Hudgens are different degrees of the typical trope that is the kind of manic pixie dream girl-esque mm. thing in which yeah. it's like, oh, they're a bit strange and oh boy, like, you know, Selena Gomez, not Selena Gomez, <laughs> Vanessa, Survivum is on the spectrum more towards the Jane Daria kind of end where yeah. they're like, I have no emotions. And this chick's on the other end where she's kind of more on the high school musical. Yeah, absolutely. This yeah. chick is like, look at me, I'm killing it in high school. Whereas I've got a Wikipedia Survivum page. Survivum is like, wait till I get to uni, then I will yeah, blossom. Yeah. I can't believe this girl has a Wikipedia page. Like, that's the part of the story is the blonde one has a Wikipedia page and he yeah. looks her up on Wikipedia. Yeah, that was such, like, a big wow thing, but I completely okay, forgot about it. this dog is so cute. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm just I like... going over the dog yeah. right now. Hello. He's probably dead by now. Oh, darn. <laughs> Do you ever watch movies where you see cute dogs? Okay, so and you're like, about the dogs. Than like, dogs and animals, and you're like, oh, they're dead now. Oh, no, or I do don't, you ever actually. watch old sitcoms like and you hear the laughter and they're like that's the sound of dead people laughing in the oh. distance? <laughs> yeah. Ryan, you're ruining TV experience for me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So talking about death, mm-hmm. uh, this movie's full of it. 
Uh, okay, you know, like, it's full of death thing because you got this one, you know, single parent situation going on and they're not on purposely saying what happened. Yeah. And that's always a sign that it's death. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, like, the other chick's all about death. But one of the things Bartek is... Tell uh, me. Uh, what do you think the main theme of this movie is? The main theme of this movie? Yeah, like, what's the theme it's trying to get across? You, you live. Is that is that it? Yeah, you're alive and then things happen. What about you, Beck? What do you think a theme of, like, the theme or a theme of this movie could be? Uh, I just keep getting this word manipulation. <laughs> Go on. Well, like, I don't know, everyone's just going after what they want, like this... Manic pixie blondie girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, you know, everything that she does is because she's trying to somehow, I don't know, convince the universe that she deserves to keep her. It's like having relationships with ulterior motives. Yeah. Yeah. What I was gonna say is, and this is a genuine answer, and the film is very, very multi-layered. It is a Mm. wonderfully constructed film because the answer of the theme is right there, smack in front of you, and the answer is change. Yeah. You know why, Bartek? You live and things happen. That's what I said. No, yeah, but you didn't actually say the specific thing. Change. And the actual word change is important because you know why. Ch-ch-ch-ch-changes. Exactly. The theme of his phone when it rings is Changes, changes. by David Bowie. Mm-hmm. And Bowie is very much about change. A part of David Bowie's brilliance is the fact that he could change so quickly and so efficiently with just little, what seems like a little amount of ease. And during the teenage years, it's all about change. It's all about change. And she's going through a change. He's going through a change. Fucking Vanessa Hudgens is going through a change. It's all about change. But the film is so subtle with it, where they're like, what's Bowie about? Change. Mm. Well, of course, we should use changes. That's the brilliance of this film. It actually and knocked me back in my seat when I'm like, of course! And the antagonist, he doesn't really change much, does he? Well, the thing about the antagonist is, in most part, he was he was doing the typical kind of good antagonist, which is he was doing it from a good place, which is like, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, he plays their song. Right? Yeah, he steals it. But he doesn't steal it. That was the main point. He didn't, like, steal it. He used to play that song for her when she was really upset. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he didn't know that they were going to play that he song. He didn't know. He didn't know. Because they used but to... But hold de- on. Didn't he say that he wrote it? No. No, no. He said this is a song for such and such. Like, I can't remember if he said he wrote it. But the problem is she realized, like, oh, sh- oh shit. Like, he didn't on purposely steal the song. He was playing it to get her back. Like, that's probably not even the best song that they have in their catalogue to win the competition. But he, in his brain, went, okay, I'm going to use this band slam thing to try and win back my girlfriend by playing the song that I know that she loves. And in his brain, that's a noble thing. And I got to go, wow, this villain is actually kind of like, wow. Like, I feel for this guy. I I just could have sworn he said that he wrote it, and that was, like, the kind of clinching point. Like, oh, he's doing a bad thing. No, the bad thing is... The bad thing is, he's playing their song, and you're like, oh, this guy's an asshole. Mm. He's going to play it, knowing that they're going to play it. But he didn't know that they were going to play it at all. That's the best part. That is the best part of this movie, is the fact that the douche is actually a nice guy douche. (laughs) Not so douchey. He didn't realise that he... Well, I mean, obviously some things he did, he did... Oh, yeah, some things he did on purpose. Like, there's that scene later on 
where he's talking to his cronies. <laughs> and, and they're like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? Like, he's like, you guys get recon. He's like, we don't work for you. Like, who are you? And I'm just like, I pissed myself laughing. So okay. um, here we have the character with the glasses. His name is Bug. Which is a yeah. reference to A Bug's Life. Uh, yes. Um, uh, I thought it was... Okay, so... he His <laughs> actor is the only actor that actually went to high school during the filming of this movie. Really? Yeah, and in the Wikipedia trivia thing, they mention that, and then way later, they have a point that in the graduation scene at the end of this movie, they pointed out that he went to this graduation before his own one. <laughs> oh, that's cute. That is cute. No, in... <sighs> In this, his name's Bug, and they make a reference to Flea, which is Red Hot Chili Peppers, of course. Yeah. And he's like, you're wanting to be Flea. He's like, I don't even like Flea. He's like, what's your name? Bug. And it's like, oh, I get it. But I <laughs> I wasn't like at 100% paying attention during that moment. And I thought his name was Bug because I just looked at his lips. I'm like, his lips look like there's a bunch of caterpillars all over them because he's got these massive ass lips. He kind of looks like a teenage Mike Myers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a teenage like Mike Myers Austin Powers yeah, or Mike Myers the killer. I'm just waiting for him to be like oh, do I make you randy baby? Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. I like look the, at his little like hand in, thing going on there. Like in gold member. Talking <laughs> about fake English accents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Us. No, the English, the, the what's his name? The other guy there. I don't know his name. The Asian guy. He's got like this British accent throughout the movie, and he always the He's other guy called the other guy calls him. I was like, "You're from New Jersey or something." Rather, like, what kind of accent is that? And he's like, "Leave me alone." Nobody in this movie has a New Jersey accent. New Jersey boys, and I know I, it's filmed in Texas, but yeah, Texas. So, okay, here's the question. You know, I, I've got to ask. Ask Bartek. Ask me. Rec, That's my name. Who who's more attractive, the blonde chick or Sephiram? I like Sephiram. Um, like, who's, who's the hotter one? I like Sephiram. Okay, but it's like uh, Hudgens. What about you, Beck? If you had to pick. I think I'd go for Hudgens as well. Really? Sephiram. Okay, I'm in the minority. I thought the blonde one was pretty attractive. I was just like, yeah, I like the blonde one. You just like it because she has a Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I looked at a Wikipedia it. page. <sighs> I think it's also because she's in the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, she's oh, almost, yeah, like, like I, I read I read an argument somewhere that like she's almost the main character. <laughs> she kinda is. And why I don't think Vanessa Hudgens is great either necessarily is I don't know, like I like I find Vanessa Hudgens attractive now, but I don't think that she's a, that attractive then in this movie. Mm. But maybe it's just because I'm like, oh, I don't care. But I like this chick. And there's maybe there's that male thing in me because there is a scene later on where I remember they're at a nightclub or something, and she's, like, wearing a white singlet. I'm like, she looks very attractive in this white singlet. And then oh. for the rest of the movie, she's, like, in red. Because was, red my, means scarlet. Mine was a lot more tamed. I saw Vanessa Hudgens smile. I'm like, that's a nice smile. <laughs> oh, Bart's, like, so innocent. He's like, oh, I like the smile. Yeah, in the scene where he's playing the video he made, and she smiles, he's like, oh, look at her. She's not being... Oh, this is the best scene in the movie. This ginger guy is oh, our God. friend Will Brooks. I swear. Dude, the, <laughs> I, a puzzle. I pissed myself in this spit. He was like... A sphinx. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't say anything. That's what I love. He's like just sitting there like, yeah. No introduction, like almost no conclusion, just that. And it was fantastic. And like they do it throughout the movie, it's like you cut back. Can I mention that the teacher in this movie reminds me so much of the teacher in Just Visiting. 
Like ah. in the film we did just visiting, oh, yeah, there's a yeah. teacher who's the exact same Like the style. excursion? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember now. I love the teacher in this movie. Like, I know to skip ahead, but do you remember the mirror scene? Uh, in this? Yeah, in this movie. In this movie, scene, the mirror, mirror scene, scene where uh, she does her presentation. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And at the end, the teacher's just like... Oh, yeah. The teacher's like, wow, well, um... Uh, yeah, they're very creative and mean. <laughs> mean. <laughs> it's like, yeah, again, who speaks like that? This teacher. Ooh, so, leopards and cheerleaders don't change their spots. What a line. What a line? I thought you were about to say, what a line. No, no, no. What a line. As a leopard, well, I can personally. Their spots. Yeah. So, hold on. Cause we She's get... got her own Wikipedia page. There we and go, she so. shakes her head like, oh, what a scare. like, next minute, I'm on that. Is gonna, oh. oh, I can see a mid-drift, oh, and that's I, when I, he's alone. I just noticed something. What did you notice? The name of that file was, like, Charlotte Barnes 19 or something. Mm-hmm. So she's not even the first Charlotte Barnes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And later on, he deletes a, a JPEG from his phone that's, like, Charlotte 19. But it's a completely <gasps> different photo. What? No! Like, mind you, I think this one had Barnes in it, and that one didn't, but... But the same number! The 19 silent! Conspiracy! Is it because she's 19 years old? She's probably 19. Oh, she's 18. She's in her final year, right? Yeah, so so she's 18, or maybe she, you know, started a year late or something. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Her dad's dying. Oh, dear. Please, Louise. No, guys. So the stuff this girl says. Hey, are you a good Samaritan? Please, Louise. Now, you're a girl, Beck. Mm-hmm. Did you speak like this when you were in high no, school? No, and I don't know anyone who ever has. <laughs> did you also have a waitressing job? Yes, when... I did have a waitressing um, job. Did you work like she did, which is just sit down and talk to your friends yeah, and not see, actually work and have your ex-boyfriend slash boyfriend slash not ex slash ex uh, hassle you at work to the well, point in which you couldn't do your job? Yes, but that's yes. because he was one of the chefs. But that's a different story. This whole, I have my friends come into work and I sit down and chat to them, think, this does not exist. Yeah, no, it this doesn't exist. This happens in the Cinderella story. No, it does too. It happened in the films. video game Catherine. Yeah, okay. And where <laughs> waitress gets to just sit down and chill and chat, and this is just does not happen. No, if you're a waitress, you are a slave to that coffee machine. See... See, that's the truth. Any like, most jobs, you don't just get to sit down and be like, yo, 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 sling the shit. No, yeah. you gotta be working, man. My jobs, I don't sit down until I get on the train to go home. Like, yeah, exactly. It just does not happen. Okay, <laughs> see, look, the boyfriend here, like he's being such a nice guy and a douche in this one scene. Like mm. he's just like, you know, you left. He's making all these valid points, but then he's like, who the heck is Will? It's like, say hello, the heck is Will. Ah, uh, yes, that's catchy comedy right there for that's you. another thing women say well yeah who the he- they say heck do they beck the heck is will uh, i think i've heard you say heck it's yeah it's it's aimed at kids who swear but shouldn't so they've so they know, can't say heck in so they can't say cunt yeah well probably not <laughs> <laughs> i imagine the only f- okay out of all the characters in this movie who's the one character who's who you think could say cunt the guy who's an enigma which one's that? The red-haired kid from Lost. <laughs> he doesn't say a word. You'd know the only thing he'd I, say would be the bad thing. I personally think it's the drummer. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. The drummer would be like, you can't. Dude, and he like wouldn't even notice it. Uh, like, here he'd, she is. He'd smash things and... Oh. So earlier we were talking about who our favourite woman would be. What about... <laughs> what about Will? Phoebe from, from Will. Will himself is the favourite woman, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's alright. Look, look, 
there's in a, a masterpiece there's always standout performances isn't that right guys you know mm-hmm. tom hanks in any movie yeah and uh in any masterpiece you know and mazes and monsters you know, mazes and monsters <laughs> we, should, we should do that big episode. obviously uh, that's a good movie. Uh, I watched that again recently. But there's always people who stand out amongst the standouts. You know, mm-hmm. even in classic big ensemble pieces, there's always that one. And here she is. Mm-hmm. Lisa Kudrow. Just just there she is. She would say such lines as, I think you're pulling away from me as her son is having a shower. Yeah, she, she's having <laughs> like a super crisis. And the crisis is that... My son is having friends yeah. and doing things with them. Now, as someone who's got a mother, my mother did worry about me having friends. Did yours, Bartek? No, I've always had friends. Yeah. Beck, did yours worry about you having friends? Um, my mother wanted to choose my friends for me. Uh-huh. And, yeah, let's not get into that. The best kind of choice is the choice of friends by someone else other than yourself. Of course. So here we have this established back Backstory? Re- back relationship story between the two. And you think it's going to lead somewhere? Yeah, and <laughs> it looks like, oh, they forgot each other, but then she remembers that she's five them and, like, and she compliments her on how yeah. edgy the five is. And she's like, it's silent, and she keeps saying it with the five. Okay, see you. Like, we yeah, get yeah, it, so Vanessa. Like, she forgot him, but she's like... The five, the five is silent. The five and the five is silent. Oh, Genius. Dear. Like, she was being a bitch there, but it's like, I don't know. Oh, that, okay, this guy's my hero. Like, I would be this guy in the movie. Like, out of all the characters who I would be, I would be the teacher who's asleep. Oh, one thing that we have to make a connection to. Wait, wait, can we just appreciate this moment, Absolutely. please? What's the big round brown thing on it? I don't know. Table? Wait. This movie needs to be upgraded. That big brown thing was the script. It's a muffin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and all the terribly worded lines that are in it. So, okay, Pato, go so on. The thing that we have to make connection to is we, at the end of our Thunderpants episode, we talked about how a lot of movies don't really have ongoing narration. Yes. This movie most certainly does. Yes, this movie does have a narration, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I'm so sad we haven't brought it up, which is his narration is he's writing constant emails and letters to David Bowie, and Bowie never replies back. And I like the fact that he he writes to David Bowie in the first place. That's that's my favourite part of it all, is the fact yeah, that he... Usually you'd write to your dad in jail and you'd be, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. So that's the typical Bowie, uh, you know, thing going on there. But yeah. I like how this guy, he starts off by saying, like, say what's on your mind. And then as soon as he says what's on his mind, he's like, look, I'm sorry. He's like, oh, civil kind of. Mm. So like, he doesn't really take shit. Hmm. Yeah, indeed. That's, that's exactly right. So... Do you reckon his anger problem... Because it's not really addressed much anymore. Do you reckon his anger problems got better at the end? Uh, No. I don't think they did. I think a creative outlet playing drums might help him. Um, can we just talk about that this guy fucking loves MILFs? Like, his whole thing, the drummer, is he loves mums. Oh, and mums would love him. Look how pretty he is. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, his skin is so white. He's so pretty. Ryan, you messed up He looks... Jacks. Look at those peachy pink lips and that very <laughs> newly shampooed hair. Um, yeah. Very he- newly shampooed for a mechanic. Yeah, he shampoos it with his anger. 
<laughs> and now the thing is, I love he loves mums, right? He loves to bang. Well, technically, just older women. Older women, but he looks at her and she's like, "Who's the babe?" And it's like, "Who the fuck are you?" You know what? I was. I dig older chicks because they're the ones that really get me. Really? Yeah, they yeah. get his dick. Yeah. So, like, I was actually not really fully paying attention to that. I just saw blonde hair. I'm like, oh, he's talking about Charlotte. No, he's but talking about his mom. So when he was like, my big sister, like, why would you lie about Charlotte? Then the next thing, I'm like, oh, that was the mom. The mommy. Yeah. So he writes to David Bowie throughout this whole process. I love how he wins over the drummer is by pimping out his mother. <laughs> Now, now you know... He's would, totally, like, undressing her with his eyes. Yeah, he is. And it's kind of hard not to, because now you're aware of the fact that she's wearing, like, the dress, and then she's like, oh, my God, no. And then she tries to zip up the dress, and it doesn't work. Look at him. He's like, oh, I can't wait to get a part of that. <laughs> okay, so, you know, obviously, you know, Bartek... You, you you know, you like older women, obviously. Beck, as a MILF, uh, not that you've had a kid, but I imagine if you did, you would be one. I'm How so would you feel? Thank you. <laughs> no problem. How would you feel if, you know, you're whatever her age is, and a 17-year-old drummer with long, good shampooed hair was furiously drumming to you, and then threw his stick at you? How would you feel? Would you feel good? And he was one of your son's Threw friends. Threw his stick at her, didn't he? Is that like, what is that? Is that? It's a euphemism. It could be a euphemism for so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's loved. Look, I look at 17-year-olds now and think, Christ, I could never date one of those. Hipsters. Let alone being 40 and having a 17-year-old child myself. I just, I yeah. don't understand how that works, but hey, whatever floats your boat. Whatever, whatever floats the boat. Mm-hmm. So, Bartek. That's me, again. Hey, Bowie. It's Bowie, and he's here. It's Dave. Meet David. Hey, Dave. Uh-huh. Meet David. It is funny, because he, he would be a starship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine if Meet Dave, the movie that we did last time, was actually like David Bowie? <laughs> and it was just like, instead of it's like... It's a documentary. It's a documentary. <laughs> no. Hello, instead, I'm David. Hello, I'm David Bowie. No, it's like, instead of it being like a spaceship full of aliens it would still be that but instead of him crash landing here now it's like he's always been here and he's just gone on to a music career look talking about great music these guys are rapping gotta have a shot of a teacher getting down and into it yeah i think so i think so bartek you're you're gonna be a teacher do you want to get down and dirty with the kids raps yes (laughs) (laughs) so much so much so it's the reason i'm wanting it you're wanting to be mm-hmm. a teacher. Yeah. Is your dream like to to be such a great teacher that at the end of your career, all your previous students come and make a rap about you, and there's like a big scene, and they stand on their tables, like rapping. Oh, captain, well, my captain, but rapping. Well, no, because I'll by the end of my career, I want to be an old senile guy. Goes ah. Yeah. Uh, fun thing. Does she ever talk in this movie? I almost forgot she was in the movie until a way later scene where yeah, this scene I get gets it, a chain guys. fence. I get it pitch perfect. You really oh, check want... out how awkward this is. Yeah, he's like, I'll grab it for no reason. Like, who the fuck are you? No, we get it pitch perfect. You wanted a cool, quirky Asian character? Well, Bandslam already did it, yeah. so step off. Yeah, they have the in- not English, English guy. Yeah, the not English, English guy. Step off. Pitch perfect. Ripped so much off from this movie. Like, yeah. you know, like, there's a band... That's a rip-off. Oh, who's the guy on the very right? Uh, he's the guy who plays saxophone. Like, all uh, we saw He didn't was... get a scene? No. 
Lots of the band members didn't get seen. This must yeah. be a reference to the Muppets movie. So, Bartek, do you yeah. think it's time I talked about my movie experience yeah, in this movie? Uh, yeah, sure. Guys, Ryan had a unique experience, fueled by the fact that he hadn't seen this movie before. Yeah, ah. I had never seen this movie before. And I, I couldn't find it on DVD. It must be Big Fat Liar, where it's just gone out of print. Which mm. is the Greek tragedy. Uh, I got myself a copy of it, like a really high quality copy, and I was watching it, and it was edited by the person themselves, and it was edited so well in which the music, like in the background, the soundtrack was not altered in any way, but the scenes were edited and placed in different places, so the film came off as a very artistic, non-linear storytelling type movie and I was watching it all the way through wondering why is this movie edited in such a way what is happening and I looked it up on IMDB and I'm like oh it's the same length it must be how the film is and I'm watching it and there's scenes that will commence and then it will cut back to the start of the scene but it would do it in such a way where it was felt dramatically poignant, like that repetition, and they'd only do it for a specific bit, and then it would cut back to what was going to be the rest of the scene and like other scenes, and it was just so well done that I didn't know that I was watching a fan-edited version of the film until near the end, and I'm like, well, the continuity's way off. And I'm thinking, okay... Have I accidentally got, like, an abridged version of this movie? So I had to then be like, oh, shit, I've watched the entire movie, but it's not the movie. So I had to watch it again. And there's giant bits of it that I didn't get to fully experience, such as the Asian guy having an English accent. Like, the oh, fact that, that wasn't they, in it? No, it was. They just didn't comment on it. Like, they didn't have oh. the bits where they commented. So I thought, oh, is that just randomly chucked in there? And, like, other things. So my viewing experience of this movie was quite... Quite, quite the experience. I got the weirdest one. Like characters would just disappear for large periods of the film, and then come back. And then just I watched like the it five again. At this point, and, uh, and then I watched it again, and they're in it. They're in it. <laughs> so like characters are in it that have just disappeared. But I will give it this. This movie is artistic, Beck. Yeah, I know you're you're mm. thinking I mean, this is an artistic movie. Look I'm at caterpillar looking, lips there. I'm just looking at all these band names come out, and they're. Just as Terrible. As each other. And uh, I, this movie's artistic because there's a scene later on. I know, spoiler, Bartok. Calm down. Uh, where right, her I'll dad dies. It. Her dad dies. But the transition to it is so out of place. Like it's like they're rocking. They like rock and rolling. And then the next scene is, haven't you heard? Her dad is dead. It's like what? It felt really out of place. Your hero and, said that? Like, the teacher? Yeah, the teacher. Oh, the great scene. And, oh, uh, this is a great scene. But let me just finish quickly before, oh, this fucking scene. Uh, I thought, oh, I got an edited version, right? It's going to be, it's just weirdly done. And then I watched the real version, and it's the exact same for that moment. I'm like, this is weird editing. I like it. Now, this is a weird scene, is it, Beck? Does your mother often come into the shower and talk to you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, and my sister's as well. Ew. Yeah, my sister will stand there brushing her teeth, flossing, blah, 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 whatever, talking to me while I'm in the shower. I've grown up in a very sort of European, everyone's okay to be naked around each other environment. Not so much now that we, the girls are more developed there's oh, that. so now bosoms are a reason not to... No, uh, right, you've already no, called her a milf. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Women and nudity, it's not really... It's not really an issue in my family. Yeah, but I don't know why it should be. I think it's normal for kids to see their parents naked and all that sort of stuff. I think it's good. Yeah. Um, but he's, like, in high school. Yeah, okay. And Here's it's his Here's a mom. teenage boy in the shower. You, you don't go and talk to him. You wait. Can you wait five minutes? Yeah, and you don't know what he's doing. Yeah. He could be wanking. So, Ryan, to call back to the, um... What's that movie that we watched? Uh, the Indian one. Uh, not Indian. Bend it like Beckham. That's yeah, the movie like that Beckham. I was hinting yeah. at. Um, you pointed out how that movie had many montages. This, this has fewer montages. Yeah, this has few music okay, videos. Can I just <laughs> say something about this particular song? Do it. I didn't watch it with subtitles, so I couldn't understand what they were saying some of the times. And for good portions of it, it sounded like they were saying Shyamalan. Like M. Night Shyamalan. You know, the film creator. Ah. And I thought they were just singing... Shyamalan, Shyamalan, and then my movie. household, we were watching it with my whole household and a friend over, and we were just screaming with the song, Shyamalan, Shyamalan, it's like, God bless his soul, but we were just like, Shyamalan, Shyamalan, and then someone yelled out, like, plot twist, plot twist, I like and how- like, we just kept matching it, then at the end, the song ends, and I'm just like, I see dead people, I like how you- they're everywhere. I like how you pointed out, like, a friend, like, some vague person, when it's someone who's been on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bartek, you got me. Yeah. It was him all along. I just didn't want to mention that no, he was, it was my it, house. It was Michael Shannon from... Michael Shannon! Michael it was Frankie Muniz himself. Uh, so, yeah, for the so I song, I thought they were just like, Shyamalan! And I'm like, yeah. So what are they saying? Uh, God bless, or because I feel... I don't know. I'm looking at it now, and it doesn't it- seem like it would sound... Look, vocalizing. They don't even know. Like, the subtitles, like, vocalising. What? It sounds like Shyamalan to me, but that's just me being a big M. Night Shyamalan Maybe it was a foreign song, and this is, like, the English subtitles of that foreign song. If we ever had to do an M. Night Shyamalan film on the show, what one would you want to do, Bartek? To tell you the truth, I haven't really seen that many. Okay, so we're going to be doing After Earth with With (laughs) Will Smith and Jaden Smith. Okay, can I ask something? What the fuck is happening with Jaden Smith? Oh, uh, anything and everything. It's he's wonderful. He's cross-dressing and being <laughs> in magazines. No, he's just being an absolute chameleon, doing whatever the hell he wants. I love Jaden Smith because there's that thing, right, where you're like, oh, because, you know, Jaden Smith's obviously a big fan of Bowie too. Let's let's go back to the mm-hmm. Bowies. But here's the thing. There's that point where you're like, oh, cool, Jaden Smith likes to wear dresses. That's fine. But then you know for a fact that he's doing it, this stuff, to on purposely be weird because then he goes to his school prom dressed as Batman but in all white. And that's when you go, this little shit is doing it on purpose for the attention, not necessarily because it's necessarily what he feels yeah, deep and within. I also, felt like it was a kind of Lou Reed thing he had yeah, going yeah, on, and, and then now it's like, uh, okay, he's just and doing also, it to cause shit. And also, his daddy, Will Smith, is, like, fine with anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the thing, you think Will Smith is the coolest dude, but you got to think, at the end of the day, at some point, at some point, Will Smith saw Jaden walk out in the dress, and he, even though he's a fresh prince himself, he would have been like, ah... Uh, like, there's going to be a point where Will Smith had to have sighed. Yeah. Do you love that Will Smith's children is uh, Jaden Smith and Willow Smith? As in his wife's name oh, is Jada. Oh, and Will. Oh, really? Oh, oh Willow, as Wait, in he... Will, and then Jaden is like... Doesn't he, have a, doesn't he have another... Yeah, and that's one? where you feel sorry for the other one, because they have a normal name. Like, just like, you know... Do you feel friend. sorry or feel like they're the lucky one? Both. Oh, okay. she fell on her ass, and her phone would have... A phone off... So, hold on, where, where did they go? They went to the CGBG. 
Obviously. Yeah, but, like, isn't this someplace that Will's supposed to know? Yeah, yeah, this is, like, he's never been here, but she has, so she's taking him. Like, it's like the idea is go to your favourite place. Yeah, oh, I thought, like, Will took her to some place that he knew. Yeah, like, oh, well, he did. He's like, let's go. But, you know, they're just bumming around. She kind of forced him to go. Like, she's like, let's do it. And do it. And he's like, sure, I'm Miles Teller's son. Does Will own a record player? Yeah, oh my god. For the entire time, I'm making fun of him looking like Miles Teller. And in this sequence, there's a shot of a bookshop. And it's called, like, oh, here it is. It's called Strand? Miles of Books. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned CGBG before. Shall we share with our listeners oh, the yes. correlation you had with what yes. happened this week? So, obviously, you people at home are like, oh, well, you remember. Yeah, you people are like, oh, you're doing this in honor of Bowie's death. What about Alan Rickman? What about, you know, Gruber from Die Hard? You know, best role you ever did. Yeah, yeah, the I'll fight you. Caterpillar ya. from yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, what about him? Aren't you going to do anything for him? Well, we're doing it now. Because Alan Rickman was in a movie about the C C B G B and I've yet to see it. But he was in a movie about that and this movie involves that. So by uh, you know, sixth degree, uh, we are doing it for Alan Rickman too. Bit yeah. of a stretch, but we got that. We always stretch in this show because we like to get fit Beck. Yes. Uh, and spit and polish and fit. Yes. That will be our show when we do it with Beck. Like when we do another show. Bartek, Beck was talking to me. She's like, what why don't, What happens if you do kids' shows from when we grew up? Like, revisit. TV shows? Yeah. yeah. Kids' TV shows and revisit them. between then and now. Yeah, yeah. And now we could call it spit and polish and fit. <laughs> and it's like, when we have a little... If we ever get little pictures, it'll be like, Bartek and I are like little polar sausages. And then, like, Beck can be something else. Like, what's... <laughs> What's what's a Dutch thing? I don't know. What's there's, a Dutch thing? A clog. There's, a clog. <laughs> there's, there's actually a, there's actually a perfect Polish cartoon that we can put our heads on. I like the idea that we're little Polish sausages, and then she's just a clog. Well, like we're personified, and you're just a clog, <laughs> like not with eyes or anything. There's a Polish cartoon called Boleki Lolek, which is about two brothers, one tall, thin one, one kind of shorter, fatter one. It, there's like no dialogue at all. Is that us? Yes, you can it's be Bolek and I'll be Lolek. Am I the tall, thin one? Yes. Oh, I don't you are think... a yellow shirt, you freak. I'm a freak! So here they are looking at graffiti. We often go, us young kids, when I was young, we would often break into, easily break inable historical places. Well, and break look in, at graffiti. the doors open. All <laughs> right, of. but it's still trespassing, Bartek. Like, if I went to your house at 2 o'clock at night and just opened your door and you left it unlocked, and would, would that still be breaking in? Will you say hello at least? No, he's not saying hello to anyone. I walked into your house today. Yeah, and I often call you rude. (laughs) Beck knocked on my door. I did. I also took my shoes off, but that's just habit. Ryan, this is like our ninth, tenth episode. I feel like I live here. Yeah, Bartek actually lives underneath my house, and I find it very weird at night when I can hear him speaking Polish yeah, to his mean, mother. Ryan, give me the water. That's what I say. Alrighty. Uh, yep. I, I speak oh, in English then selfie! Polish. Selfie! Selfie! Is this the first movie with a selfie? Is this the first selfie uh, movie? Yeah, maybe. And you know who invented it? Vanessa Hudgens. Uh-huh. Who would have guessed? Five of them. Okay, so 
in my edited version (laughs) that I watched of this movie. This scene, they kiss. Oh, why? Yeah, because you got to kiss. You can't mix business with pleasure. Yeah, that's exactly right. What that's, are you doing, guys? That's what it's all about. And well, they, to they be kiss. fair, Charlotte says it's all business for her. All business, no pleasure. They kiss, right? In my version, as soon as their lips touch, it cuts to the next scene or scene later uh-huh. where it's him and um, Vanessa Hudgens and so they're I set up for a kiss. Fine. They're set up for a kiss. Yeah. And it's like he plays it off perfectly like it's like a daydream sequence oh. in my one I mean, he plays it off perfectly like she he throws the book and like brushes like moves her hair and kisses her and then cuts and it's like oh he's daydreaming and then he does it and he fails and he like pats on the face and then it cuts back to them finishing their kiss oh. and then it's like cuts to the mum watching them and then it cuts back to the Vanessa Hudgens oh, scene so <laughs> this is really artsy it reminds me of 500 days of summer <laughs> that's what I thought when I watched it I'm yeah. like this is so 500 days of summer but then I watched this version and I'm like Nah, but like, don't compare this to 500 Days of Summer. Yeah, I think it's unfair to compare 500 Days of Summer to anything good because Ooh. fuck that movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Chloe Moretz. So. Talking about Manic Pixie Dream Girls. <laughs> That's a film. Precocious child. So, hmm? Bartek, how do you feel about this first kiss situation? Well, first and only, right? Yeah, well, no, he gets it a bit later. But what do you think of this? Like, in my notes, I wrote Grand Theft Kiss because it's all about his first kiss, right? Well, he wants it with this other girl. She's like, oh, I'll teach you how to do it properly. But she's stealing the first kiss. She's a thief of kisses. The only person who's bothered by it is the mum. Yeah, and rightfully so. I'm on the mum's side. So was your, like, Bartek, have you had your first kiss yet? Shh, don't, don't, drop the subject, drop the subject. Why? Drop it. So, no. <laughs> right. Oh, Lisa Kudrow just because watched the first kiss. my first kiss situation was not this. <laughs> I didn't have the girl that I was kissing at the time be like, okay, yeah, let's prep you for when you have your actual first kiss. Yeah. And she wasn't the older senior blonde cheerleader because we don't get cheerleaders, really. I was so amazed when I went to university that there were cheerleaders. What? There were? Yeah, I didn't actually I know knew. any until uni. Yeah, like, obviously my school didn't have cheerleaders. We didn't have any sports teams in general, so who were they to cheer for? But I... Got so amazed when I went to university that there was cheerleading people and I they were everywhere, and we that. knew people from cheerleading Bartek. What? Yeah. Oh wait, there was. Oh right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she we broke knew an egg or several. What's that instrument on the wall behind you? Uh, I do Is that a believe. Sitar? No, that's not a sitar. It's not say, a, sitar. It a sitar. It's a dildo. Oh. Uh, the mother uses it because oh, the dad's that's not around. That's not a musical <laughs> instrument, Ryan. <laughs> well, it gives a good sound. So, Beck, was your first kiss situation like his, where it was like kiss. a friend? Well, funny that our character is getting on a bus right now. My first kiss was on a bus. Oh. I was in year eight. Oh, year eight. I had a boyfriend at the time. He was very cute. His name was Adam. Adam. And Adam had braces. Oh, no. And he leaned in to kiss me. Yes. Thinking about it now, it was a very crowded setting. Interesting. Well, that's he what kiss is always kiss about. me and the bus kind of lurched to take off. <laughs> cut my lower lip and it was bleeding and I got home and my mum said, but 
happened to you? Did someone punch and you? And I just said to her, oh, I got hit in the face because our bus had actually taken off from the sports carnival that we were at all day. Oh, good grief. Good cover, right? Yeah, yeah. Good yep. cover. So it actually lined yeah, up. my first <laughs> I copped a blood lip. Blood great. lip. That's the wor- mm. that's like one of the worst you could get. Oh, it's very sad. He was a very sweet boyfriend for a 14-year-old boy. Yeah, with I braces. Actually, mm. I actually don't know if I've had a first kiss or not. Well, Bardzak. Your mum doesn't Beck. count, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Bardzak. No, I think they repressed it. I remember Your was... cat doesn't count. Come on. <laughs> oh, the cat. Oh, never mind. What's then. he doing? He's trying to follow her advice, but then he fucked it up, so he's going to the ultimate extreme instead. I like how, despite all this, like, Survivor's actually, like, she wants Stop. it. Stop. That sounds like a wrong thing to say, but, like, she <sighs> wants to the kiss. So, in my version... This happened where he did this, where he's like, he throws the book, like, he's trying to throw the book away and he fails, but in my version, he played off, like, he actually did it and then it cuts to this. Mm. But in this, it's just this from the beginning. I like how she's fighting him, like, that's my book. I need that book. I, she's, she's, ex- she looks how I would feel, which is severely freaked out. Like, and what are you upset. trying to do? Upset. Why are you throwing my things around? Do you think he's an attractive me? guy? Oh, I don't know. I probably would have thought he was cute when I was that age. I liked how the drummer is like earlier on. He's like, if you got nothing to say, take your little afro and go somewhere yeah, else. That was a good line. I liked that. I, I, I. Ryan, like... do you think he's cute? No, I think he needs a fucking chin. His chin. <laughs> <laughs> he needs. Oh, yeah, we put on the chin at the same time. I need. I think he needs a chin. Oh yeah, and of course. She fucking loves horror movies because what teenage manic pixie dream girl doesn't love the evil dead? Yeah, that's right. What happens? To, I would like it if she was a manic pixie dream girl and she's like, my favourite movie is Big Fat Liar. <laughs> my favourite movie is Kangaroo Jack. Yeah. Uh, my favourite podcast is Spit and Polish. Yeah. <laughs> Listen now. One of my favourite things at recent is I liked it every now and then on Facebook comment on people's posts which you know just randomly and say something about big fat liar (laughs) like we had one the other day where people were like oh i really liked movies from 2014 or whatever this year and they're like (laughs) listing movies and i was just like you know i like nightcrawler and people were like oh yeah Mm. best x-men ever and i'm like yeah and i also like big fat liar (laughs) with no context and i'm getting to that point where i'm like i'm just gonna drop that in on any conversation where it's like I got a vegan friend, and she'll be like, "I saw a cow the other day on the back of a truck, and it was crying." And I'm just gonna write, "I like Big Fat Liar," and put a picture of Paul Giamatti giving a thumbs up. Okay, so <laughs> I can't wait. For so it. this scene here where they're talking about this, they don't establish that it's on the same Saturday as the Evil Dead thing. I'm like, oh, this better not outfit. be on a Saturday. Yeah. And then it turns out, oh yeah, it is at the same time as the yay the And it's star. the coolest thing that ever happened to him. Yeah. And that she says a lot about the fact that he just had his first kiss. Yeah, and also might add, she is very attractive in this particular scene. Yeah. I feel. Well, I feel a guy. No, she like the chick. I like the name of Mom's this not band. In this scene. Yes. You call your mum a chick? That's a bit awkward. Uh, I like the fact that uh, the band's name is Burning Hotels. And out of all the bands, I felt like this one was an actual band. Like, I felt like these guys could be on after, say, someone like Vampire Weekend. Yeah. Like, or OK Go. You know, like, these guys are actually, like, Burning Hotels, I like the name. Yeah, it's very rare that you find um, a movie like this 
with a band in it. Oh, that this actually movie has, has a good name. It has the a good only name. one other one I can think of at the moment is Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lizzie Lohan. And the band's name was Pink Slip, which is like... <laughs> That's a good one. A, it sounds dirty. It's like a punishment notice yeah, 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 in yeah, school. I got I that That was kind of cute, like rebellious uh, Pink Slip. Best, best fake band name, guys, in movies and TV, mm. if you had to pick. I mean, you got Spinal Tap, obviously. Yeah, Spinal Tap's good. But is it Mystic Spiral <laughs> from Daria? <laughs> it's like they're always going to change it. It's like, yeah, we're, we're Mystic Spiral, but we're going to change it. <laughs> uh, Bartek, best fake band name? Bartek is handsome and sexy. Huh. I really happen. like I really like Burning Hotels. I think that's I think Burning favorite. Hotels is really yeah. good. Like That's an act of terrorism, guys. Okay. There are moments in films where there's people, right? Okay. The best example I can think of is if you've ever watched the nineteen is it eighties, nineties, The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. Okay. There's a character in it called um called Stannis, I think. And there's things like that where if I came up with that character's name and I came up with like this band's name. For me personally, I would just write it down. Like if I'm writing the script, I'd write that down and go, "Wow, that's really good. I'm done for the day." Mm. Like and then like clap my hands. I'm like, if I came up with the name Burning Hotels, I think I'd be like, "Good job, Ryan. Yeah, done Someone for the day. You deserve me. the day off. Pat on the back for mm-hmm. that good one." Do you guys think that he should have gotten the Burning Hotels pardon? I think he should have at least phoned her and told her that he wasn't going to make it. I think he should have invited her. Yeah. Like, that would have solved everything. Sorry we can't see your favourite movie, but why don't we go and see Burning Hotels together but, and then go home and watch the movie but together? But don't you think it's better that he completely forgot about her? Yeah. Yeah, so that they can have this big fight and the movie can continue, sure. But seriously, if teenagers thought properly and, you know, were considerate of each other, he would have done it the way I suggested. So clearly this movie is a very fantastic one because it tells you the lesson of how teenagers behave and how it is a self-destructive behaviour. And how they are inconsiderate of each other. Young pictures of uh, her. No, 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 actually, those are pictures of Celita Gomez. They just really wanted to <laughs> switch it up. <laughs> Survive them as Gomez. So this woman is his mother mm. and she is just in the film and she automatically shows this guy from school what could be a dramatically Um, embarrassing video of my mum would do this your mum would do this my mum would definitely do this where it's like yeah this was the happiest moment of her life and then she failed and it made her depressed from then on Mm -hmm. and then she would show that to your friends because that's what this video is it's like this is the moment where she was the happiest but then she didn't win the competition and that's why she's so depressed all the time you know for a video from her past this would have been a good time to show off the stuttering (laughs) Yeah, you think. Yeah. It's all about stuttering. There's only been two references to it so far. Uh, There have been more than one, really? There's been multiple, just like when you stutter. Oh, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it, but I will later. (laughs) What do you mean you don't get it? Oh, Bartek. Bartek, do you even know what stuttering is? Yeah, it's like stammering. Thank oh, you for using another adjective. Here she is with her perfectly curled hair, which nobody ever has time for in real life. Yeah, I have curly hair, and trust me, it's never good looking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a guy, so I never obviously look after my hair. I'm like this guy, but he doesn't give a fuck. Her hair's really... Guys don't give a shit about their hair. Like, if you do, you're hipstery, cool man, whatever, but usually we don't care. 
Her yeah. hair was really nice. It looked like she had a beret on. You see, the main blonde girl, most of the time her, her hair, hair is, is on... Realistic. Is realistic. Sometimes it isn't, but I will give a pass because usually it's when she's out on a date. So that's when you're like, okay, she would do her hair up. But what was Vanessa Hudgens doing? Was she like she was coming home? What was her storyline? Like she's hot like, rollers. oh, I went to school, so I got to put my hot rollers in. Should we point out the fact that um, Charlotte is on the website called Miss Space? Miss Space is that what it's like in Polish? No, oh, I don't speak. Polish, so I assume that's what you say as in Polish. The movie's called Bandslam. Oh, look, he's in it again. It's like it's been this, so yeah. long since we've seen him, I forgot his yeah. existence. Do you reckon this guy looks a bit like Paul Walker? Just yeah. I think he's in the show Heart of Dixie. Oh, and he is. He I don't know how I know that. He has a beard, I think, and he sings in that too. Yeah. You know why I know that? Because I looked him up. Oh, okay. I had to look. Okay. Fun fact, the main guy is not Miles Teller. I know. Shock alert. And this guy went on to literally do barely anything after, which is so depressing. Like, the main character? His, yeah, the main character. He's only done nine things in his career, and after this he probably did, like, four things after, and he stopped at, he stopped acting for quite some Tell time. Me. Did he at least, like, start alongside Michael Cera at any point? No. Oh. Greek tragedy. Mm. And, uh... Yeah, look, I like how the guitar was there, just... Just there. Like, all right, here it is. And now I'm going to... And it was already tuned and everything perfectly. Well, yeah. Oh, there's a capo there too. Unless mm. he just keeps one in his sock just in case. No, I... <laughs> Did you guys know that... Because it said on the blackboard that uh, WWW stands for World Wide Web. Yeah, I think what? I did. What is that, like an analysis of a website? Oh. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I will give this movie credit. This isn't, like I said, Molly Laid, very intelligent. We've, back, you know, back, we've been doing these movies and there comes a point in which, specifically, I've been mentioning it a lot, where you start to understand the movie-making process. Like, you know, there's movies where they're so bad you can never understand how they got made, but then there's movies like this where they're so unappreciated, so underground, so, you know, some could argue middle of the road, where you're like, I can kind of understand it, but you don't fully understand it. I've been getting more and more like that. And with this movie, this movie is one that it kind of just makes me go, wow, it, I thought what it, I thought I knew what it was about from reading the synopsis and watching it. But there's moments where I go, I don't know anything about it because there's a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Earlier on where the dog is fe- fetching laxatives. And I thought, oh, well, I'm so used to movie making like this. They're going to use those laxatives later on yeah. for some kind of poop joke. Yeah. But they weren't used. Yeah. And that's the genius of this movie. It sets up things and the payoff isn't there. It leaves you hanging. There's all these loose ends. Okay, here's the like scene. Like the stutter. Yeah. The stutter. Yeah, you think it's a setup? Nothing. Look, he tells these guys, like, get recon, find out everything you know about him. He's like, he's got, you know, all of this stuff. Like, he's a gangster now. And these guys are like, whoa, what? Yeah. The one who's not speaking right now, he just has this, like, uh, face on. Yeah, like, what the hell are you talking about? What movie is this? Yeah, I like. He's like, we're not. You're not the Joker. We're not your henchman. This Paul Walker looking guy looks like he's about thirty five as well. Just oh like. yeah, he's definitely like thirty five years old. Oh, uh, this is ten things I hate about you. Really, her yeah. speech here is like ten things I hate about you. It's totally happening. It's like her thing is like a mirror. Like oh yeah, he reflects you. <laughs> but he can't reflect himself. It's like, leave the guy alone. His dad died. He doesn't know who he is. You know what would have been a great twist? 
if they show the mirror after Will and there's no reflection. Yeah, yeah, and he's a vampire. <laughs> a and vampire. then he's like, you, you got my secret. And like, he flies up and he's like... <sighs> and then... No, but he, no, but it, it sets up, it doesn't go anywhere. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm a vampire. There's an anime like that I've seen. Yeah, I was thinking he starts to hover and he's like... <sighs> and then you turn around and there's Robert Patterson there. And he's like, this is my school, bitch. And then he, he punches him. And there's Taylor Lautner sitting there going, I can't wait for that next Adam Sandler film I'm going to be in. What the fuck is that about? You know that, right? That after Twilight, Taylor Lautner's only been pretty much doing Adam Sandler movies. Was he in Grown Ups? He was in Grown Ups 2. And now he's in The Ridiculous Six. And he's playing, like, jocks and goofy-looking people. So it's like, what happened? Like, I thought, okay, look, I don't like Twilight. I don't think anyone really likes Twilight. I think people who like it like it ironically most of the time. Like the movies, the books. I don't. We'll care. like it when we do it on the show. And we're never doing it. <laughs> <laughs> never. And I read actually. I read all the Twilight books in two thousand and nine. Oh my god! Films. I've only so read the first one. Well I've never read any of them because I've had. Well, a how life. do you know you don't like them? Because look at the guy to trash. But, you know, Taylor Lorna, I'll give him this, like, he's not a great actor, but he's a very attractive guy on a level. So you think, oh, he's not going to be doing fucking Adam Sandler movies, but I was wrong. Mm. I was wrong. Like, I thought well, this guy... Well, he started <laughs> off on, um, what was it? Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Lava Girl by Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. I'll go to Robert Rodriguez movie on my list of, um, it's called Short. And I I've never heard of it before. I've seen the trailer for that a few times. Uh, yeah. So when I watched this in my edited version... Right? Yeah. All of the subtitles here were written in another language. (laughs) (laughs) But then the credits were all in English, so I got really confused. So I thought, like, oh. Oh, right. So it's artistically done. Like, is it David Lynch? Like, it's a David Lynch movie where he'll have French subtitles over something that's spoken in English for no reason. So I thought, like, oh, it's, it's a French movie now. Brilliant. Beck, would you find this creepy? Yeah, 100%. I'm finding it creepy. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified. She's loving it. She's like, that is so sweet. But I she just likes fuck- horror movies because she's a she manic pixie dream girl. She to read. Well, where did the books come from? Her pants. Oh. Oh, and he painted his nails black so what? he could oh, get that really? scene. Ooh. Think about that. Like, he did this yeah. all by himself. See, it's kind of cute that he's gone to the effort, but it's the same time. Do you reckon... It's like, why can't you just say these things out loud and communicate them to me? Do you reckon his mum helped him with the nails? Oh, I reckon his mum must have. So five, um... How do you pronounce the oh, five the five No, that silent. it was a really shit paint job on his yeah. nails. He definitely did it himself. And it was his right hand too, so he did it with his left hand. Which is even worse. It was a really bad job. Look at this. I would be terrified. If, okay, there was a kid. We missed it. We missed it. But there was one kid in this class that gave a reaction that I felt was appropriate. Yeah, which, which was one? he looked at it and he was bopping his head to the music, but oh, his yeah. eyes gave this look like... What the what fuck the is, is this? Dude, yeah. I, I, I think the bopping head to the music is a reference to the music video. What? Of the, of the song that's playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, it's a really weird music video. Uh, yeah. Like, one character's whistling and the other character's bopping their head and they change. Yeah. There's a bit... If you if you Google hipster whistle song, this song comes up, actually. Mm. So five re yeah. So five um. There's a bit where <laughs> earlier, yeah, she's speaking gibberish. She's like, uh, el- gibberish. elvish. <laughs> and like earlier on, you know the drummer, 
yeah. who we haven't seen again really. Yeah. When we first saw it's him, when we were watching it, versus mom. yeah, we were watching it last night, and my housemate commented before we saw him. We just heard the drumming, and we're like, "Oh, the guy! I've already made a comment. He looks like Mars Teller." And it was just like, oh, wouldn't it be great if the drummer was J.K. Simmons himself from Whiplash? And he's just like, and he's like drumming, and he's just like, uh-uh, not quite my tempo. And he's like smacking a gun. But then there's a bit, I don't know if we've missed it or later, but I was really happy because it's like, they're showing pictures of, they're showing pictures of one of them younger, and my instant gut reaction was, I don't want... Give me pictures of Spider-Man! You know, just like J. Jonah Jameson from the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, J.K. Simmons' best movie well, role. That's, oh, that's like, wow. This is overstepping a boundary. I thought he was ODing. What? I thought oh, he was ODing. I thought we were talking taking, about the, no, we were talking the window. Yeah, yeah, it was a, overbound. But I thought, if I remember there, he's got all these pills and all that, and, yeah. like, his life is complete shit right now. Like, it went really bad. So I thought, oh, this is going to be a dark turn where he's trying to kill himself, but apparently he's just sick. Which she doesn't believe. But Wait, I no. thought I is made that, her... That's Lego in his bed. I thought they were little yeah. pill packets. No, they are. They are Lego. I thought, they, Lego. Oh, I thought they were pill packets. Well, like two of the, the smaller things, I think. Why has he got Lego in his bed? Why has he got Why Lego in his bed? And one of the white pieces looks like it's in the shape of a, an S. Or a five, maybe. Oh my god, survivor. Mm. The F is so... <laughs> There's no F in it. Shh. Yeah, here. I was like, give me pictures of Spider-Man. Give me pictures of Spider-Man. I don't want nudes. Give me pics of Spider-Man. Phil's song. Yeah, Phil's song for Phil Collins, uh, which is quite true because there was a bit earlier on where he was watching a David Bowie interview where he's like, I don't know why people are here to see me. They they should be here to see Phil Collins. And it's like, oh, get it, Phil. I get it. This movie's so on point. We think, look, I'm a big Bowie fan. I'm a big Bowie fan, and I just couldn't help but, like, his poster that he's got above his bed is the album The Lodger, mm-hmm. and I'm a big Bowie nerd. And did you notice that later on, when he falls down in the corridor, he's sort of in... In the, the same pose, yeah. yes. Uh, but the, the climbing through the window, the reference to... Oh, and Maya comes, Mum. Okay, she's fucking intense in this scene. Mm-hmm. No Get pil- out of my son's bed. No pillow Beck, fighting. Beck what? Got, she got broke and entered into her house. Yeah, I think I, it's a callback to Save by the Bell. Oh, fuck off. Uh, look, I agree with the mum 100%. Like, even if it was one of my friends, if they broke in through the house, my my mum would be yelling at him, having a go. Like, I think that's any parent's reaction. Even if it's, like, a friend, they should just, they just knock on the front door. Knock on the front door. But the window's she's open. She's being incredibly disrespectful the way she's talking back to Will's mum, and you... she hasn't even formally been introduced. Because, yeah, and she's also speaking in her... The way girls speak. Many... Manic pixie dream girl yeah. speak. Do you find it weird how old we sound now? Like, if we were young teenagers, we were like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. if it was us, but now we're like, so disrespectful to the now mother. That, now <laughs> that we... <laughs> she calls her Karen. Well, who the fuck are you? At the age that we're at now, we're probably closer to becoming parents than we are to have been teenagers. What do you so... mean? I was, I'm, I only just finished university. I'm, I'm not, not talking parent, about yeah. parents to, like, Human children specifically, oh. but, you know, animal children, or you know, it's, 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 that's a, a start, isn't it? I'm a parent. To I mean, myself. I have a fish and several chickens. Chickens? Do you have any rabbits? Right. I have three at the moment. Their names are Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Oh, get it, and that's a what's good that, reference. What's that a reference to? Oh. Is it Doctor Who? Was it a good reference because Alan Rickman died? Oh, don't say Alan Rickman died like that. Oh, sorry, Alan Rickman died. <laughs> Was it better? 
when I, I mentioned David it. David like, Bowie also died. I heard that Bowie died. Oh my god, turns out his dad was a drummer. Oh my god, and drummers are the worst. Drummers are the worst. Drummers want in her pants. Wait, again. wait. Is that why the drummer has the hots for it? Yes. Because, <gasps> because drummers always have the hots for Phoebe from Friends. Yes. <laughs> did Phoebe reckon... ever date a musician? Uh, yes. Yes, she did, I swear. Did Wasn't she... it Paul Rudd? Wasn't he a music? No, he was in Friends. I haven't seen. Yes, the piano player. Yeah, he was a piano player. So yeah, the one that she married. Yeah, the one she married is Paul Rudd from Friends. Oh my god. Paul Rudd from Friends, not Ant Man. (laughs) Paul Rudd. Oh look. The most stand-up guy. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he seems like the most. Except for on the Anchor Man, he seems like an asshole. He seems like the most average person in the world. (laughs) Except for. (laughs) Do you know that he's forty-six? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. He's the most average guy in the world. So. Oh, singing. Yeah. What do you think the songs in this, Beck? You're humble about singing. What do you think? Do you think you could sing better than her? Do you like the Bowie song? Um, no. No. I mean, she's mixed. Mixed like a bag of nuts. Ryan <laughs> likes her singing. Also, he says he just wants to get in her pants because Ryan likes her. Ryan. Ah, uh, look. Is she Paul Giamatti wet and blue? No. You've but, proven me wrong. But she, she's all right. Um, I always think about every now and then when we make references to Big Fat Liar for the people who haven't watched. You, you say you say <laughs> we. I think, I think the reason I can't like this character is because she gives too close me- to you. No, not at all. <laughs> Every second Charlotte's look she milk. gives is a come hither. Look at that right there. Come yeah, hither. Yeah, but you Kiss know. Kiss me. Kiss me again. Touch I don't me. Even remember all this that sort of thing. She's just me. screaming for it, and it's like. That um, sounds so know. bad, Beck. But it I'm just, so glad that really you're saying it because if I, I, Beck, I completely agree with you. And the reason why I haven't brought that up is is because I think if I said it as a man, it would come across very creepy. Mm. But you get to say it, and I get to be like, I agree. Because I have a feeling that she, oh, she always has this come hither look. Also, what is it with people's lips in this movie? Everyone has funny-looking lips. Yes! Okay. Like, thin, she has funny lips. Really, like, pouty. Lip, lippy, lippy, botoxy, lippy, whatever. Lippy, botoxy. And then Vanessa Hudgens is like, hey, what up? I read out of the same book as Angelina Jolie as far as lips go. Yeah, and I've got like this Cheshire cat grin. And then Caterpillar Lips in the band just has fucking caterpillars on his lips. Like, I can't get over it. So Caterpillar Lips, lips also, when he smiles, you can see every single one of his teeth. And that's a good thing, because I want to see what he had for lunch. (laughs) Do most people find, like, lips attractive? Sometimes. Some lips can be really attractive. Yeah, like, um, you know, oh, people... Know. Only in the right light and in the right mood, I think. Yeah. Lips are lips. Lips are lips. I, I mean, mean, lips in the face or anywhere else are lips. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Hey, do you, think her lips, do you think her lips match her other lips? Oh, right! <laughs> Uncle Wyatt, Uncle Wyatt, I thought people only have one lips. Where's uh, the other one? Men only have one set of lips. So this podcast is officially M-rated. Oh, it's always, I said cunt before, so... You did? Okay, well, I'll we said it a few <laughs> times in the kangaroo jacket. Wait, wait, wait. Is he wearing knee-high He's socks? knee-high <laughs> diamond pattern socks. You can't see anyone's legs. Cello Girl is a classic, you know, strings... Um, musician with a jeans and turtleneck and short haircut. <laughs> I didn't realise he was wearing fucking knee-high 
Cotton socks. That's the good thing about watching movies again. Ryan, don't you know, make fun of him. Like, He's actually in high school. Wait a moment. What? Is he going to be Spider-Man? Because on his guitar strap, he has spiders all over it. And we already mentioned J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller. Oh, my God. And is it Omar, the Asian-English yeah. looking guy? He's wearing, like, red, Mick Jagger, red kind of velvety-looking <gasps> jeans. So, oh, my God. This is the new Spider-Man movie with Marvel. And she's, like, you know, the Asian girl. She's, you know, she's Green Goblin. Uh, they wanted to mix it up. Oh, this is the scene I was talking about. Like, they're just playing music. Everything's going great. And then this scene happens. And it's like, I get it. Life can be very abrupt and dramatic sometimes. But in films... See, that's the difference between films and life. Films flow together. Like, you know, even the artiest of films have a flow. This kind of stopped flowing and just went, breaks, let's have a death moment now. Yeah, and I think... I don't want to say it like this, but I can't think of any other way to say it. it. Do it! I think they did it wrong. A class is not cancelled because one student's father passed away. Well, that student just doesn't show up. Well, no, no, she's the... See, she's like the student teacher oh, for the yeah, daycare thing, so they probably... But why can't he fucking teach? Exactly. Because he's tired, Ryan. Say, he's sleepy. See, look, who's the guy comforting her? Ben. The boyfriend guy, like the ex-boyfriend. Like the bully. The, f- the first six lines that they exchange are pretty awkward. <laughs> Yeah, this scene. Like, I actually have to pause the film and tell my best friend about it. Is that it. the... No, he's where I go, is that the teacher? Or is that just a random woman? That was the teacher for sure. <laughs> I think the teacher's her mum. Or, like, a, a, a auntie. Auntie teacher. Or lover. I mean, auntie. Auntie teacher. So, yeah, so this is a the powerful scene in which... You know, it's revealed that... Her pixie dust gets washed away. It's actually looking... I think it's the blue house and the flowers and stuff. It's looking very Wes Anderson right now. Yeah, I agree. If Wes Anderson directed this sequence, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. very Gwyneth Paltrow in Royal Tenenbaumsy feel right now. Yeah, 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 that's good. That's true. And then, and then Bill Murray just walks in, just for no reason. How good would that be? Is anything wrong? And then Adrian yeah. Brody's on a bicycle in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Owen Wilson's like crashing a car into the front of the house. Owen Wilson's like the dad that died. Oh. And they go to the funeral, and it's him in the coffin. And then he gets, he sits up, and everyone's like shocked, and he goes, "Oh wow." <laughs> and smiles and then you're like oh. I can't wait till we finally do an Owen Wilson movie is there, like is there any Owen Wilson movie that we can do because everyone loves you me and Debris I saw that on a plane everyone once. loves Owen wait Wilson wait 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 does do. Owen Wilson only do movies with like an E sound at the end like you me and Debris Marley and me Zoolander oh. Zoolandia the Darjeeling you know the haunting was he in Wedding Crashes Yes. Yeah, he was the guy. Yeah, I just, too bad. We'll never do that movie. I remember Vince Vaughn and some guy. The only movie with Owen Wilson that we could possibly do is wasn't it like a remake to a horror movie that he was in? The Haunting. I yeah. Uh, the only one I can think of Owen Wilson that we could do is uh what's that one where it was him and Vince Vaughn worked at Google? Oh, that was like two years ago. Oh, the the inter- intern. intern. Yeah, I think we could. I'm do that. the interview. The internship. Yeah, the internship, I, yeah. I, isn't it just the intern? No, it's the internship, because they're both doing it. I don't care. Okay. We we might do that, but, like, Owen Wilson's such a good actor. He could have been playing her, because they're both blonde. 
Can I ask something? Is it me or what happened? What the fuck happened to Owen Wilson's nose? <laughs> you can hear him saying this. Yeah, it's like, I promise God. The universe? universe? Wow. <laughs> My favorite thing is in the Night Museum. Yeah, and then he's always surprised, like, better. Nicer. My favorite thing ever is the new Star Wars movies. Like, it would have been improved if Owen Wilson was a Jedi. It's like, <laughs> Owen Wilson turns on his lightsaber. Oh, oh wow. Wow. <laughs> Have you seen the robot chicken sketch that makes fun of him and Jerry? No. Oh, well, it's funny. Who's, which Jerry? Chickens, you guys should do chicken What's his last run? name? Chicken Run's an appreciated yeah, movie. Yeah, you're right, it is. Jerry. Freaking Frank Costanza's son. What's his last name? Jerry Stiller. Yeah, Jerry Stiller. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller! Stiller. Dad. Not Jerry Stiller. Ben Stiller. <laughs> Frank Costanza's son. Costanza! Jerry. So, can I just pull back for a moment? During this emotional scene in which he's pouring his heart out and she's pouring it out too. It's still going. We're talking about fucking George. (laughs) Wilson and Jerry Stiller, who's Ben Stiller. And, okay, this is... Oh, she couldn't do it! Here we go. Okay, honestly... Where's Donald Duck? Honestly, that would break my fucking heart. If the girl that I thought was my best friend made the insult mm. that everyone else uses. How fucked what, is it? What kind of reflex does she have that she would call him Dewey? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she's trying to get his attention because he was walking away. No, fuck you. Mm. Uh, fuck you, bitch. I would... End movie there. Like, it's him going, I realise that leopards don't change their spots. And or cheerleaders either. Yeah, as a leopard. Or I'll Wikipedia page owners. Yeah, and my God. Okay. Do you think... She said brothers have a lot of toys. What a mess. Yeah. Do you honestly think that bullies from high school, your high school or any high school, would actually use bullies, like bully a kid whose dad killed another kid and died incidentally himself in a DUI? Kids are mean, but I don't know High school kids. Do you think they would actually go around nicknaming someone Dewey, as in drinking under the influence, and who killed a kid and himself, and this kid is like, you know, no longer has a dad, and it's like everything else. Do you think people... That was the hardest part of watching this movie, was thinking, would people actually do it? Like... Wouldn't people have taste? And I got into a bitter argument with my household. Half of us were like, no, I think it's a bit too far. And then the other half were like, no, no, it's spot on. And it's a good thing about this movie. It's like a tether rope. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like pulling a rope. Like one side's pulling the other one, like tug of war. Mm. That's this movie. Tug of war. And, uh, freaking... That's what high school is, isn't it? Yeah, and freaking Ben, like, we say that he's a stand-up guy at points, but he did spread that around. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, even though he's a stand-up guy, he's still an asshole. Also, another thing. Like Icarus. Manipulous. Now, Dewey, it comes from that acronym. You said driving under influence, DUI, but they said DWI, driving while intoxicated. Yeah. Do they just have the same thing with two different Yeah, I think it's different. I think it's different. Because they, they use the DWI. This isn't, under the influence this is inclusive isn't... of drugs, intoxicated mm. is just... Oh, and he was this, a drummer, so he would This is also during 2009, so who knows? It might have been different. Okay, this is fucking... Okay. Oh, shit, I was wrong. Okay, guys, guys, I wrote... I always write notes. Every time I write notes. But Bartek may notice... My notes significantly are shorter because this scene broke me with writing notes. I just are they shorter? St- yeah, they're shorter. It just ends. This scene broke. Oh, it does. This scene broke me because she's talking about free will and 
her hand and shit. Well, he's, and, not, he's not in prison. He's right next to her. And her hand and shit. And he just, like, is just not saying anything. And this scene where she's, like, going all acid trippy conversation, I just got my notes and threw them on the ground and went, I don't need them anymore. Because <laughs> this scene gets me This is so another bad. part where I pause this the movie and talk my best friend. This yeah. is why you don't have friends. This is ridiculous. This movie is a masterpiece. It's an unappreciated masterpiece. You got it right. So right, so. angsty right now. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is a scene that made me go. I'm no longer going to write notes for this movie anymore because that scene was so existential crisisy that it made me go. You know what? No more notes. This main character. Yeah, milestone. I feel like he could be... You know the guy that plays Mark Zuckerberg in... Jesse Eisenberg? Jesse Eisenberg, Jesse Eisenberg. yeah. Yeah. I feel like he could be his little brother. Well, that's what I said. Like, Miles oh, yeah. Teller, Mark Lucera, uh Jesse Eisenberg... They must all be cousins or something. Had a kid. You know, the guy who played you know, Quicksilver in the X-Men mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Yes! Who's kick-ass. They all are white guys with afro hairs and lacking chins yeah and you know <laughs> i've seen this theory of have you seen this theory online where it's like is michael Sarah always playing the same character in each movie like in in a giant story he's like a guy who's like quantum leaping where he wakes up in a different situation yeah and he doesn't know who he is and he has to quickly figure out why who ellen page is in juno and quickly figure out what the situation is and then adapt to it like michael Sarah. what would they say about this is the end where he played michael Sarah? Yeah, yeah yeah they talk about like and on the odd occasion he gets to play himself and he doesn't know who he is anymore <laughs> he was really funny in that movie I'm ashamed uh, everyone, all of it uh, well he's because you gotta have the best of us can we what the fuck is with the band name I hate it so much their name yeah I can't like go a, on it's like the end of some poem that I can't read. go on I'll go on it's like, like I, I think that is it he like read there's a poem and that's like the last line or it's the last line of a song and he just took it and he said it'd make an impact and it's, it's why don't they call name. it Dewey the band yeah oh nah I would but too soon <laughs> yeah dad's still got the kid on the bumper I mean Jesus right um Ryan's <laughs> Ryan make like the sign now this B. scene this scene is intense it's where the I'm mother sure pleads not for her to be a bitch and what does she do yeah quiet he's a bitch quiet. yeah quiet it's a reference to the character from Metal Song 5 what what here it comes. Here it comes. This is Phoebe acting. Like, you know how Phoebe sometimes would act in Friends? Like, when she was an extra in movies and shit? This is actually Phoebe in a movie now, not like Lisa Kudrow. This is Phoebe, where she's like, 12 years old, he walks up to Dennis and his parents and asks their forgiveness. <laughs> That's acting. Beck, Biotech, and I. Uh, did the degree in drama and obviously we are qualified enough to notice other actors and their talents mm. and you know I'm saying right now you know best actress I've ever seen in a movie yeah Amanda definitely Bynes. so five of them is very acty acty earlier yeah yeah Vanessa Hudgens well, the, the bit um, well there's a few few times where they're walking down the corridor and she's doing a little looks off into the corners. She's like, oh, I'm a girl. Mm. I look off into the corner. Mm. I'm depressed. 
Well, she doesn't even have emotion, so she can't even be depressed. Except when she smiles at videos of herself. Yeah. Sorry, cardboard cutouts of herself. Yeah, but it's still a video of a cardboard cutout of her. Really deep. This movie's as deep as it can get. Like, (laughs) shit, we're we're tongue tied over this one. Tongue tied is the name of the movie deep down. I kept writing. Tongue tied is our band name. Yeah, tongue tied. Yeah. So this movie is about change. It's about the change from being a bit selfish to even more selfish. Mm. For fuck's sake, there's a bit later on coming up soon where they have to come up with a new song. And they're like, stall, stall. So what do they do? They just go, just go out there on the stage, guy who doesn't even play an instrument or oh, sing. Yeah, they're like violently thrust him. And almost. it's just like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? It's like throwing him to the vultures, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, come on, they it's know you're really doing like, Coliseum, chuck the guy out there for the lions to munch type Thunderdome. thing. Yeah, it's Thunderdome. Thunderdome. I didn't realise this was Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> Nominated for Best Picture, yay. Yeah, Thunderdome did deserve that. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> so funny. Before Fury Road, Thunderdome was the most quoted Mad Max movie. Yeah. Like, sure. by then by extension, the most popular. Hold on a second. Two men enter People quote Fury Road? Leaves. Yeah. What, 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 what do they quote? They have, like, they have, have a lovely day. What, what a lovely day. That's, like, the tagline of the movie. But then you have the classic ones, like, uh, a Morton Joe, where he's just, like, uh, um, mediocre. And you got to have the classic where it's, like, yeah, eats Schlanger. Okay. Yeah, people quote Mad Max Fury Road. I haven't seen Fury Road. What the freaking hell? I saw it in Poland. Was it in Polish? The subtitles were. But Tom Hardy wasn't? No. Tom Hardy. I mean, I often quote Mad Max. Tom Hardy Fury also Road. nominated for Best Sporting Role. Yeah, but not for Mad Max. Yeah, he was for, lead. Uh, for the DiCaprio film I saw. I. Oh, was he in it? Cool. Yeah, he played the villain. Oh, big shock. Tom Hardy playing a the villain. The Revenant was very much like Cannibal the Musical, but less musical. And more Cannibal. No, actually less Cannibal. So not even Cannibal the Musical. Talking about musicals, this is going to have a musical sequence. Would you class... What would you class this, like... Wiki listed it as a musical. Yeah, Wiki it? listed it as a teen romantic comedy musical. That's what Wikipedia said. And she's on Wikipedia. That's just because so. it's got a couple of Disney kids singing in it. Is it a, also a coming-of-age story? Is it? Coming-of-age, I don't yeah. know, man. No one learns much. Like, he, he like, you know, dude, gets social, but... Dude, when I came of age, I didn't learn much. I feel like I still haven't come of age. Uh, yeah, I mean, for those who don't know... that's being a 20-something, For it? those who don't know Beck, she does look about 11 years old. Thanks, guys. So... Yeah, 11 years old, but a very annoyed 11-year-old. <laughs> like, just like, who the hell An 11-year-old who's done with this shit. Yeah, who's just like, I don't want to grow up, but I have. I'm still 11 years old. I would love to see Beck, like, cast in a big movie as, like, a child, even though... She... Yeah, I think so. Like, here it is, Tom Hardy's daughter, oh. Beck Schroeder. <laughs> Tom Hardy's daughter. I could do it. I reckon I could do it. I reckon so. Uh, you know, check out Beck's work in the upcoming film Mad Max 5. So, apparently... Tom Hardy's daughter. <laughs> so, apparently, apart from, you know, the antagonist band and the hero's band, mm-hmm. main character's band, apparently all these are real bands from Texas. I'm not surprised. 
Right. I'm not surprised. I'm not trying to surprise you. I'm just giving facts. Bartek, stop trying to surprise me. Ryan, I'm a man. Your man's got to do what a man's got to do. So that roadie guy or whatever, the guy on the side stage, is so rude. The guy managing or whatever? Yeah, yeah, like the guy who's like on the wings of the stage. He's so rude. Ben Wheatley character. He's the best. Paul Walker looking guy. Yeah. About to play for us. Exciting. No, I'm excited. Ben Weekly and, and the, the Glory Dogs. Dogs. Ben sounds like he's got a yeast infection. It sounds like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It sounds like no, they did no, they did mention Tom. They did. They did, and that's Beck. You are Beck. Out of all the guests we've had, you're fucking spot on Do with you know what? all Do these you know observations. What, listeners, listeners, I'm gonna admit something to you here. I'll tell you a secret. I haven't actually seen this movie before today. <laughs> yep, Beck's watching it for the first time right now, and she's made wise observations that I have, and I've watched it three times. Well, well time. I don't know if you could count that arty one as. <laughs> I will, because a time. it was an hour and 51 minutes. Yeah, alright. That's an hour and 51 minutes out of your life. It so Beck's seen it once, I've seen it twice, and you see it three times. Once, twice, three times a lady. I haven't even seen it. What? Uh, well, this is the one. Well, we're counting this one. As a so quarter, see, see, look, look. So it's all Ben knew it. He probably thought he was doing something nice for me. Like, see what I mean? Like, he thinks he's doing a nice thing for her. Like, you know, like he thinks he's, that this is really oh, no, sweet. Right. And he's you know being what? Selfish and trying to get the girl back, and not considering about eleven other people who make up a whole band. Yeah, but in all fairness. You know, oh shit! We weren't paying attention to if he said he wrote it. Or yeah. Not. In all fairness, though, he didn't know that they were going to perform. That the song. was a very valid point there too. It's a famous song, and it only has like four chords. Oh no no no! The song that, that they're oh, going to do yeah, okay. is like we're going to do a famous song and it only has four chords. Here's the so thing you're talking about. So let's do something really easy because we're so freaking now let's out. spend the t- next twenty minutes figuring out what to do. Never mind that they probably would have done this song that Ben What's His Face and the Something Dogs. Are doing now, Glory. they probably would do it better. Yeah, probably because they got good musicians. Well, but... they've got a brass section. I mean, hello, hello, uh, by Cat Empire, who also have a brass section. <laughs> they do. Uh, no, they have a brass section. Look, they have saxophone. Yeah. So well, that's yeah. Okay. Holy shit! But these guys have a cello. Oh fuck! They got a cello. Do you Ooh. know? Just a little side note on the cello. Apparently, it is the closest instrument to a human voice. Really? I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> Bartek. I can fit inside but one. No, no, Bartek, I don't, go with me. I thought she was going to be like, did you know the human cello is the closest instrument to my genitals? <laughs> Just like because... Why would I say that? You would say I that. Don't I don't <laughs> no, I really don't get it. What? Because you put the cello between your legs. Uh-huh. Heads is close to your genitals. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Yeah, like, I, I the cello it. is close to your genitals. The instrument closest to your genitals. Goes. Look how they pushed him in there just you then. You do, and you're lying. The girl that's meant what to the like drums? him. The, the drums aren't anywhere near. What about bongos? They're in your bongos, lap. Bongos, yes. Mm. But you don't have a giant wooden bongos. thing. But that doesn't spread your legs. Do you like bongos? Yeah, it right? does. You sit it between your knees. Yeah, but it's not like spreading your legs oh, like yeah, a like cello. The, the one tall anyway, bongo. Look, anyway, look. They're about to start screaming at him. Oh my god! Do I can't I? believe that people would actually do this. Like that's the part. This is the part. Okay, I would be people okay. Are dicks. Like oh my god! Like yeah, I would be not. How did the school or anyone not shut this shit down? 
I can't in this scene. I really felt for the mum. Oh, I yeah. felt for her too because you because, consider like, her husband. She, like she would yell, but like if she did, then she would like embarrass her son. And her so son. So it's like, what do you do? It's a Greek tragedy. This one is an absolute Greek tragedy. And he's Oedipus. And she's Icarus, because she flew too close to the sun, and now she looks like she's birthed. And her now face. that she's not near the sun, she's sad. Dewey, Dewey. What a bunch of assholes! And that's what I love about this movie. It shows the real world. Is everyone an asshole? See, this is, is everyone night an asshole? This is the part where he needs to break out into the Napoleon Dynamite dance. Yeah, you think that's gonna happen, but instead, the hair for it. I thought he was just gonna grab out a pistol and start fucking massacring <laughs> oh everybody. Oh my god! <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, or like a crossbow. This, like you know, that, what's that Tilda Swinton movie? We need. Hey, to we talk need to talk about, about Kevin. Kevin. Mm. That's a good movie. Yeah, it would have been good if um uh, we joked about it, but if, like if he actually was a vampire, then he could do something cool, you know. No, I think he's the guy. If you pushed him like they are, he would just high school massacre the fuck out of you. Like, look at him, do it, do it, come on, come on! I want to remember this moment when I smear your blood on my face. <laughs> come like, on! His mom's like you, betrayed. <laughs> you're so innocent. You're like. Oh my god, Ryan, this is so dark. This is what we usually do on the show. <laughs> I've come up with so many theories on this show that lead to nowhere other than darkness. Dude, I haven't said anything racist this episode. Yeah, Bartek usually is racist in most of our episodes for no apparent reason. See, I feel like that was a very bold move. What he mean? didn't know the band was ready yet. Imagine that. Do I want to rock? <laughs> and then you got to wait another five minutes because the band is still getting their shit together. For fuck's sake, how long do you want me to stall? Like <laughs> stall, stall, stall. He's like, all right, I'm going to just do a wank on the stage. <laughs> just laughing on the, oh, laughing on the side. Like, no, that five minutes stalling. could be the bracket for the Napoleon Dynamite dancing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think that this song sucks. And that Selena Gomez sucks. It's not Selena Gomez. She does Vanessa suck. Survivum. Survivum. Sucks. Why does she need a V guitar here? I don't even know. I can't go. I'll go on. Shut up. <laughs> I hate. I, I. This is. You know that song that they performed earlier, Shyamalan. Yeah. That song. They should. That song. They should have performed. Yeah. That song. They should have performed. But instead, they performed this, which is you they know. They should like cut to the song at the end of Wayne's World. Which one? Ballroom Blitz. Oh, Ballroom Blitz. Oh, for sure. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Well, we already made a Mike Myers reference earlier, so... Uh, So we could do Halloween now? Because that's the killer. The movie? Yeah. Mike... No, that's appreciated, but one of the spin-offs. Oh, Oh, we could do the Halloween remakes by Rob Zombie. Has anyone ever made a joke... Like, I feel it's a dumb question, but referencing Mike Myers and Michael Myers? Yes. You okay. should do um, Daddy Daycare. Has of course. Song in it? We, we also talked about Daddy Daycare in our last podcast, Meet Dave, which you can listen to anytime you feel like and tell all your friends. Even if we're asleep, you can still listen to it. Yeah, people listen to our podcast to help them go to sleep, the which I is, find very soothing. The thing is, when you click the play button, we don't just like read the script and redo the episode. It's an actual recording. Yeah, you can in case to you're wondering. As it's going. This yeah. thing, you know, earlier I was saying about like, if you look at that dog, it's probably dead by now. You, 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 know, you don't know. What happens if one day we stop putting out you know putting out material you could listen back and be like well this, this could be a dead man this could dead be a dead man's now. voice oh ryan's very soothing dead man's yeah. voice when, look when that's fr- also a name of a, of a band ryan's very soothing dead man's <laughs> voice 
Oh, yeah. Look, if, if Paul Giamatti ever dies, you're not going to re-listen to this podcast and hear us say rest in peace every time we bring him up. It's a recording. Unless I edit it in there retrospectively. <laughs> like, oh, we do Big Fat Lie again and we write down everything we said, but we're going to include rest in peace. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. The episode will be like 10 minutes longer. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Look at her playing, not play the guitar. She's I know. clearly not like who plays it like that. Only women with perfectly curled hair. Uh, uh, Beck, do you ever curl anything. your hair? Do I ever curl my hair? Yes. Is it fun? Because I've got naturally, no, I've got very natural curly hair. It is exhausting, and usually I give up halfway and just put it up. Do, do what about it? Is like, oh yeah, I want to curl it. Is it just because it's different, or do you think curls are cool? Um. Because trust me, as someone who has curls, they're not cool. I work in a shop that sells really, really expensive dresses. Of course, so you need to have different hairstyles. Like, on average, $300, $350. And I have to wear these dresses while I'm working. And I can't just throw one on and have my usual ponytail and and sandals on. Or Converse sneakers. um, Because it just doesn't do them justice. And they, you know, my employers want a certain look. Yeah. So I have to look very, very fancy and polished. We're so polished. So often I... Not polished. High five. Polished. Five like high five because um, I missed that one. Yeah, I have to have, you know, very lovely looking everything. So curls are must. High so heel shoes you, at work all day. High heels and curls. So you're pressured to do it. I was born with it. And look, I often get <laughs> maybe Ryan... It. Maybe Maybe it's, she works at a dress shop. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's genetics. Well, uh, since I'm perfect, I don't have to care. Yeah, I get the curly hair, and people always come up to me like, Ryan, you know, do you ever cut your hair? Yes. Do you ever brush it? Yes. Do you ever wash it? Yes. Is it natural? Yes. What, like you're going to have little rollers in your hair <laughs> yeah. overnight? Ryan's I real. I can't see you doing that. Ryan's I'm sorry. real hair is, like, green. Yeah, That green. makes me think of... um. Is it American Hustle where uh, Bradley Cooper's yeah, yeah, got those yeah, little yeah, 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 yeah. hilarious and I love him with those little curlers in? I just love Bradley Cooper. And I love that um, that one of the characters refers to it as like yeah, Amy Adams' character refers to it as like you've got these rollers in your hair and and it's kind of stupid, but I guess it's working for you if you like it or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Oh, funny. that movie. And I often get, Ryan, do you ever straight, straighten your hair? It's like, oh. yes, I have. It's like, well, oh. how come you don't do it all the time? Because Why are you talking to, to me? Get away from me. <laughs> like, you do you like, have any photos of your straight hair? Uh, no, oh. I don't Back usually drop. do oh. it. I usually, if I have it, mostly my photos of me without curly hair when I just gel my hair. And the song's still going. Acting. This song just never freaking ends. <laughs> And the drummer, you remember how the drummer's the big got thing? The drummer's pent up, yeah. I want to bang Will's mum. Yeah, oh, in the end credits, there's a photo, yeah, like a yeah, freeze frame photo of him kissing the mum. Ew. Is it of the scene where he does it? Yeah, I think so. Oh. In my edited version, we didn't get the scene. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's that. Oh, whoa. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I didn't want to see. You wanted to eat us. I didn't want to see Jaws. Um, <laughs> the Asian geez. girl, and now she's partying. Yeah, she, she. I don't think she said a literal line in this Way movie. Way to stereotype, uh, stereotype someone. I like to stereotype people. Stereotype. <laughs> it's a tape, but it gives good sound. Yeah. Like when you go, it's it's amplified. 
like how the drummer's not in the shot because he's waiting for his kiss. Yeah, he's waiting for the kiss he turns. What is that face, Vanessa? I often ask that. He just that called her the cute lady. Oh my god. Oh, dude, his eyes. Ah, someone just kissed Will's mom. And she's like. Beck, don't be jealous. Wow. It's time to And leave. he's full, like, I just passed your mum swagger going on there. I would. And now we've got oh, yeah, judgy, like, judgy well, Will's going not going to hit. Look, him. in all fairness, Phoebe from Friends was never the hot one. So. Oh, no, shh. I want to know who wins. I don't actually know who wins Oh, this. you don't know? Well, it's... Is it, it going to be What's It Dogs? Oh, Beck, this is going to be a live reaction from Beck, everyone, because Beck is oh, on the edge of the seat. I actually feel this a bit is, anxious. This my is stomach is tense. Oh, my God, it's some band some we never band heard we of. Some band Okay, great. And then, so they're all gutted, but now they're going to get, like, oh, some other, some second wind, aren't they? No. Yeah, no. something will no, happen. No, no, Beck, Beck, you haven't seen They it. lost. They lost, and that's it. Like, no, no, like, I mean, no not sec- tonight, but it'll be a couple of days of them being all shitty and yeah, stuff, yeah, and then something yeah, will yeah, happen, sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're completely right, because watch this. This is the bit where I lose my shit, right? Someone has a phone, and you see the recording on their phone, and look at that quality. It's shocking. It's it's too Is good that for little, that kind of phone. Yeah, that girl. That yeah, you saw her recording it earlier. Yeah, at least they get that. Like, forget the days. These guys should have won. Yeah, and they rock so hard. Did they? I thought Glory Dogs were better. And you know who was really good? You I know really, what? I really thought Burning Hotel should have won. You know what? I I was like half paint. I actually thought Glory Dogs won. No. They lost. That's why at the end of this movie, the bully and them are on the same page. Like, they're okay with one another because they both lost oh, in the end. I needed to pay more attention. Now, notice O-M-G. how every single poster has I-C-G-O. a number in their name. Forever. Kelly 3. Super duper cutie. So eight the Kelly 3. It's because... Oh, everyone's doing that with their names. Oh, yeah. there's a woman at oh, the end who's cute. like, it's a dash. It's oh, this. silent. Dash silent. It's a hyphen. Yeah. Well, shut up. Silent. And look at her. She's like, I started that. <laughs> at least she's not being like super hipster about yes. it. Like, oh, that was my thing. Hipsters are the worst thing. Uh, oh, and here it is. Let's remember the legend. Who do you think's watching the it, man? Who that do you is. think? Who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? Too late, it's him. <gasps> oh, look at him. What a legend. King what a in man. In his throne. In his throne. Oh, he's watching it from above now. Jesus. So apparently Bowie agreed to be in this film because he liked the director's previous film. Yes, he liked the director's previous film, Camp. And look, here's Bowie. He's talking now. You get Bowie. Here's the best thing. One of the best things about Bowie is he was such a chameleon that he never had an an actual voice. And what I mean is if you listen to Bowie's interviews and just him talking from the 70s, 80s, 90s, everything, he 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 always had different accents. Mm. Bowie's accent was never the one accent, so Bowie never actually had, like, an actual voice. Like, it was always a different accent. So you have younger Bowie as more of a Cockney, and then you have, like, middle-aged Bowie as more, like, you know, upper class, and then you have this Bowie where there's a little bit of both. And look, there's a reference to the lodger. Oh, Beck mentioned that before. On fucking point. On fucking point. Oh, this is a bit sexual. Yeah, she's come hithering with her tassel. And then it just cuts away. Uh, Beck, women often come hither with tassels. tassel or whatever that is. Titty tassels. Why should you call them? Because they're the couple. That's cute. It's her gradation. I do like how she... Oh, it's Ben. And look, they're back together for no apparent reason. Because her dad's passed away, so his opinion doesn't count anymore. And uh, here's a question. If 
your ex-boyfriend did all that shit back, would you get back together with no, him? No, I'd probably... Like, if he a... made your friend get really embarrassed with the whole Dewey thing, would you even talk to him again? Uh, I'd probably get a... um. What are they called? Restraining. Restraining order. Yeah, I'd be like, get out of my car, you <laughs> freak. It is so weird. That's weird. It is so weird, the relationship that was had, because it was kind of a love triangle, not love triangle, yeah. because it was like, Vanessa Hudgens was worried, the other chick didn't really care too much, and mm. he was just a typical dude where he didn't notice yeah. that he felt things, because dudes don't really know how to feel. And that was that was it. Wow. What do we think? Back. Oh, I'm enjoying these little drawings and things. Yeah, again, yeah. They set that up earlier in the film. Don't it blow your mind. Don't it blew it my mind straight off my pants. Um. <laughs> Is that because boys think with their penises? Yeah, you got me. <laughs> okay. And there was that kiss before. What do Boy, I yeah. think? What do I think? Yeah, yeah. So that was, well, that was the band I think it was better than Camp Rock. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. was Selena Gomez, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we're never going to do Camp Rock on this show, in case you're worrying, because uh-huh. that's a TV movie. Uh-huh. We want real movies. I know you, some people have said, oh, but Ryan, but Ryan, High School Musical 1 and 2 are TV movies. Can't you do them? Hey, for one, people like those movies. Two, TV movies are lesser. You expect less. Yeah. So there's more of a chance of there to be un- unappreciated works in that field, because who really takes TV movies seriously? Like, Beck, Bartek, what's your favorite TV movie? Hmm? Favorite TV movie? I don't actually know. Exactly. You can't just go like that. They're lesser known. No one cares because they're usually lower quality than an actual film. So this movie flopped. It did flop. Unfortunately, Bowie's charisma couldn't save it from the critics. Bowie's acting... Is superb. Yes. So... There was a little bit there where he typed in, I really like your band name, and then it cuts to him nodding like, yeah, I really do. And that was kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, I believe that Bowie really you hear that, guys? Like Beck it. thought that his acting was cute. We didn't even have the sound on. Yeah, she didn't even get to hear his voice and she thought oh, it was the cutest. So, that was Band Slam 2009, guys. Nice. So Seven years ago. Seven years so ago. So, this is the part in which we start to give our own reviews. Dedicated to own... Jerry Graff, my dad. Yeah, to his daddy. Oh, to gee. his daddy. So, Will gets third billing. Yeah, so... We are now going to talk about it ourselves, give our own review, and give our own rating of what we thought about it. So, uh, to mix it up, Bartek, why don't you go first? Why me first? Because I want to mix it up. Well, Bartek, why don't you give... go first? No. But you said you want to mix it up. Because last time I went first. What? Because you... Reese was so confident that he I had don't... such a good one. Alright, shut up, you two. I don't have no. a lot to say. <laughs> I'm going first, because you two can't decide. I don't have a lot to say, and there's, like, what I'm about to say, we already said a fair bit. But it's like the style of the film. They tried to do, like, a Juno-type thing Mm -hmm. with all the little illustrations in there and the little things like how she had a number in her name, how she'd had a stutter before, the dog, this, that. Just, uh, yeah, the dog with the laxatives. Stuff like that. Little sort of tiny little mini plot lines that just went nowhere and disappeared yeah. into nothingness. Did the big Whereas with that? movies like like Juno, what they seem to have tried to do, they kind of did yeah. achieve that. So I don't know if that was like an idea that never got finished in time or... You think there's a, a, a director's think, cut waiting? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's <laughs> probably on the floor of some... So you love this movie though? Um... 
without the sound on, like even without the sound. Obviously, I want to go home and watch it with the sound now. Yeah. But even without the sound, I thought it was not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not at bad. All. Is that your rating? Not My bad. rating is not bad out of five. <laughs> yeah. Not bad at all. It was it was three out of five Zupa Dupas. That's my score. Whoa, mm-hmm. that's a lot of Zupa Dupas. Space lime flavor. Whoa, that's like the best. It's... Bartek. Bartek, that's me. Let's hear. Let's hear what you have to say. I know you're you're waiting. You're pressed, ready to go. Yeah, man. This movie was quite the drive. I know I say that just as I saw the word cars, but. Trust me. There's I... no bum equipment in this one. <laughs> I forgot about bum equipment. Um, it was... It, it really was a ride. I know I just said that, but... There were so many points in this movie where... You know, I just had to pause it and ponder what just happened. And I needed to tell a friend about it who, um, you know, doesn't really have much context for it apart from me saying what the movie is and reading on Wikipedia and asking, is there really a character named Survivor? And yes, yeah, it's emotional. Yeah, man, there there is Survivor. She's cute, especially when she smiles. Um, is that you? Sorry, I'm like, is that your review? She's cute when she smiles. Five out of five. Yeah, man, I'm talking about Will, all right. <laughs> um, the main character Will we just mentioned, he's different from a lot of our main characters that we see on this show because you know we have. Frankie Muniz. Frankie, Frankie and Muniz and Matthew Broderick, whatever his character's name was. Um, JTT, yeah. Yeah, JTT. They had um, really confident personalities. Uh, Thunderpants, we had a kid who was very often bullied, but like always pushing on. Mm. Uh, then we have a bunch of movies where the adults are main characters and they range from quirky and, you know, those I'm, kind of characters. Uh, Bandit like Beckham, kind of more of a realistic character. Yeah. Mm. yeah. This movie, we have... Probably the most most realistic awkward character. Yeah, like, he's not super awkward to the yeah. extent of like, oh, what's his problem? But he's like legitimately awkward. Like he's obsessed with this one thing, but he's not like confident enough it to talk about it to people. Reminded me of um, Perks of Being a Wallflower, that mm. main character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's just realistically awkward for a teenager. Yeah, and it really showed an element of real life that we don't really see in most movies, like pretty much every single one I mentioned, which had like glorified kind of personalities of quirky yeah. people. Mm. This one, we have a realistic one and it's one that we can see in ourselves. And the things that he goes through are things that we can see in our own lives. Yeah. Like death. Death was a huge thing. And, yeah. and a, you know, family members who go through tragedy, like what would you say that the car accident was? Tragedy? Tragedy. Tragedy. Yeah. And uh, how comedy. Uh, how it there's a lot of grief and shame in that as well with the whole car accident thing. And that's a lot for people to deal with. Yeah, and at that age. And oh where was I going with this? Um Yeah, that's that's a question I often ask with your reviews. Yeah, interrupted me. <laughs> um tragedies, uh and just pushing on and finding friends to help him move on. Mm. And you know, in the end it's not like much has really changed in his life. He's got a girlfriend. He had that halfway through the movie. That's it, yeah. But he's moving on and he's really happy and we can all find a little bit of ourselves in this. Yeah. So after this heartfelt review, I give this movie a holy shit, that was wacky out of woohoo! That was good. Brian, it's your turn. Okay. I have a lot to say. Not as much as that. 
I'm going to focus more on the fact that this movie really did amplify the central theme, which was change. We saw the characters grow. We saw him, at the start, be an awkward, bullied character who was very surly. He would often make surly remarks, but that faded away. He changed. He evolved into, you know, a special little blossom of a character who treated people as his equals. He fell in love. It was beautiful. You know, teenager, being a teenager, change is very essential to that. Being alive, change is essential. And... The other characters changed too. They're very complex. This wasn't a strict black and white movie. It isn't the typical movie. Like, you read the synopsis and you think you know where it's going to go. You think you know what the characters are going to be. And when you're introduced to them, you think you know what they're going to be. But it isn't that simple. Down to the mother isn't who I expected her to be. The bully, the bully, the bully wasn't who I expected him to be at all. That was a main point of mine during this whole entire thing, is the bully was such a complex character. He's probably the most complex character we've done on the show. He's one that, next to Eddie from I'll Be Home say, for Christmas, yeah. multiple layers. And at the end of the day, we chose this one because, of course, David Bowie's passing. And, of course, Bowie's presence is there throughout the movie with all three songs of his that they used, one of which they used twice. Because that song is so good that you need to use it twice. The exact same bit of it as well. Well, yeah, because and it fits into the theme. You're On the music, about. just a little side note. Do you think it was interesting that they had the Nico and the Velvet Underground album on there? Of course, they used the song Femme Fatale because yeah. that character, you know, yes, is I'm a bit of a threat. Yeah, yeah. But other than that song, do you think any of that music had any relevance to the age group of the characters mm, well, no. or to the film. Other than like the burning hotels and those people. No, yeah. no, no. I felt like it was a really interesting choice, a real stretch. When you think about that music and what it sounds like with Nico and his little German accent, the yeah. like, wrap your troubles in dreams, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. I felt like it was really far removed from any yeah. other music yeah. in the film. And in a good way. Yeah. And look, nice I, I understand that because you know, I, I'm very much into that music scene and was when I was a teenager. Uh, I used to work at a community radio station in which I used to play lots of that type of music. So I felt really connected to these characters. Mm-hmm. And Bowie, of course, we mentioned before, he's all about change. He has a song called Changes. And... The fact that Bowie was in this and that this is Bowie's last film brings a tear to my eye on a level because I have a real attachment to Bowie as not only a musician but as an actor, performer in general, as an artist. He was quite something. And out of all of the conquests that he did in music, he succeeded very much. And in the movie world and in acting, he did make conquests, but not as much as I would have liked nor as he would have liked Acting for him was one of the very difficult things that was very hard for him because people couldn't see past him being David Bowie. Mm. Yes, he did play David Bowie in this movie, sure. But the fact that he played himself in his last ever role is quite quite Bowie. It's just, you know, that's quite a Bowie thing. And I honestly recommend that if you want to ever see Bowie act. Obviously, the most famous that people love is... Jareth the Goblin King in Labyrinth. But my personal favourite, just to just give you a recommendation, I think Bowie's best acting role is in The Last Temptation of Christ, in which he's <laughs> in it for exactly four minutes as Pontius Pilate. Yep. That's not a joke. Yeah. He plays the ultimate lawful, neutral, evil kind of guy in that movie in which 
It's just the perfect casting choice. If you ever want to see Bowie have a good acting, that's my personal favourite. That or Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. He's very good in that. But, yes, this movie is very sad because, you know, I often now will watch it now thinking I've watched it a weird edited version, but in my heart all along watching it to not only honor what we do on this show which is to find those forgotten gems and bring them to you and discover them for ourselves but also in my heart I was doing it because well this is something Bowie was attached to and it was the last film he was attached to also and we're never going to have a genius like that around for a very long time so he's definitely not in Zoolander 2 then definitely not I don't think so so I just want to ask how did they use him in the edited version that you saw Oh, no, he's the exact same. Oh, just the ending? They, they never changed him, yeah. Bowie untouched. So, my review would be... Uh, the rating, me? Yeah, my rating would be, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, 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 a big slam on band. I thought you were doing <laughs> Owen Wilson or something. Like oh, oh, wow. <laughs> so... I should have done a rating. You should have. <laughs> so, other people had other thoughts, okay? I went oh, to the best IMDb. part of the episode. Yeah, your favourite part. Other people had other thoughts, and the thoughts were, look, out of all the movies we've done, this was the one with the shortest amount of reviews. There's only three to four pages, while films like I'll Be Home for Christmas had 20 pages of reviews. (laughs) Okay. so There is a 10-year gap between. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. It's just interesting. But a lot of people had a lot of things to say, though. Mostly positive. I couldn't find really any negatives. Okay, so a lot of people had a lot of things. This one's a nine-star review. It's called A Masterpiece of the Sort. Written in 2009, which is very essential because you could consider they just saw the movie. Mm. Band Slam. In spite of the irritating Lisa Kudrow's character, in brackets, who screams throughout the whole thing with no reason, in the brackets, is a pure gem of the youth films. Great actors, great director, and good story. Music, superb. The Rock is back. What? <laughs> wow. Surviving rap, gar- uh, rap garbage taking the radio and mind waves all over. Band Slam is simply an irresistible film which m- which must be seen at any cost to be charges with em- which charges with emotions and urban agenda gone long ago. So we all thought so we all thought. And then I like this. This is just a sentence on its own. DVD <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they wrote. This person loved it so much they want to own it and have it in their house. <laughs> they didn't, they loved it so much. Wait, can we have the next one, please? Next sentence. Video. That's it, that's it. Like that's Could and then and then this is the rest of their review. If you haven't seen it yet, rush to your closest DVD rental and you will have experienced two finest hours of high-end entertainment. Some tears too. David Bowie eventually does have an artistic touch himself. He even when selecting of the feature films he will appear in, all compliments to the crew above and below the line. And then they end it with Dear David. Nine out of ten stars. <laughs> so they loved it so much that they yelled out the rock. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, like, what? Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> they're like, rock as in the music is back. Oh, okay. okay. Here's more negative review. Beck, you know, we obviously sometimes do get the negatives because to understand a masterpiece, especially if it's unappreciated, it's, it's art is subjective. Yeah. You know that being an artist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, you like your art or you don't like your art or people like your art and others don't. It's just how it works. Some people didn't like this as much. This person gave it a one, two, three, four, five star review out of ten. This was written in 2014, so not too long ago. Right. This person said this. Oh, their title is A Naive Feel Good Movie for Teens. The premise of this movie is not extraordinary. I say is pretty common. The ingredients are number one, a boy of an unpopular type who has charisma understands music, although he doesn't seem to play an instrument, moves to a new town because his mum got a new job. Number two, a single mum of the teenage boy. Number three, a girl of the cheerleader type who likes boy number one. Number four, another boy of the popular type this time, who used to be the boyfriend of the popular girl number three. And learns to hate number uh, learns to hate boy number one. Number five, a public contest of some sort. In brackets, this is the next paragraph. I see where this is going. Wait, this isn't exactly this is exactly like the ingredients of the karate kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Remember earlier guys? Yeah, the main character has son's wow. charisma, doesn't he? Except for Mr. Miyagi. That's, <laughs> That's all. Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> Uh, is, Mr. Miyagi, is Mr. Miyagi represented by the dog Charlotte. he ran to get no. laxatives? No, he's, um, he's, what's his name, the Sphinx. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and number six, Vanessa Hudgens playing a good girl. I think that's its own ingredient. A good girl. Uh, of the lonely type who also happens to like boy number one. Anyway... This doesn't look or f- this this doesn't look or feels nothing like the Karate Kid, despite my comparison. It's basically a teen dramedy, young hopes, young love, friendship. It's enjoyable enough. It has music and some not very good teeny songs. It may attract the younger audience, but this movie is far from deep or interesting. Pretty standard stuff, really. If it's on TV or something, check it out. Five stars. I like how he's comparing Will with freaking Daniel Son. <laughs> like, he even said like boy you... with charisma. I, I like how you included Son at the end of that. Like... I, I couldn't remember. Daniel Son. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> What's his last name? DeLuca? I don't know. I haven't watched Karate Kid in many years. Do you think um, Vanessa Hudgens was pretty much Gabrielle from High School Musical in this movie? Pretty much. Except she wasn't new. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Lonely and sad and unsure. Yeah. Was she like a veteran to High School Musical in this movie? She was like, oh, you're the new kid now? She was a veterinarian. No. <laughs> this is the next one called It Was, in all caps, GOOD. Nice. Really good. Oh. Nine out of ten stars. This was in 2010, so a year after. I am surprised of how much I enjoyed this movie. It was clever. You know how teen movies, especially ones involving kids competing against each other in school-related events, tend to be highly predictable? Mm-hmm. Well, this movie had uh, had real unpredictable moments. I mean, real ones. Like when Will is upstage and everyone is chanting his name, this is not a spoiler, don't worry. 
I like they have to put that there in case. You mean the thing from near the end where yeah. he overcomes his trauma? Going, do it, do it, do I it. didn't know what was going to happen until it happened. Okay. <laughs> I know this. I know this might sound kind of lame. It's only a detail, but the fact that they managed to surprise me with it was really something. And the mirror scene! How many people wish they had thought of this for show and tell? And the kissing scene! Ha 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 It was such a long ha ha ha. With the hat and the hair? God, that was funny! I'm still laughing just, just thinking about it. I'm still laughing just thinking about it. The only reason I'm giving it a 9 is because one small detail bothered me. How in the world did they come up with the song at the end? It was a little far-fetched, which kind of clashed with the rest of the movie because the rest made sense. Yeah. If you've seen the movie, you'll know what I mean. I cried! And I cried! Twice. One time because I was touched, and the other time because I was sad. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at other people's crying. So this is a family movie that is clever, funny, sad, touching. I highly recommend it. This is, this, I highly recommend it. And this is if you're hanging out with, this is for if you're hanging out with your younger sibling, or if you are babysitting a 12-year-old. Not younger than 12, though, because they might not get all the jokes. They will love it, and so will you. That, that is a that 9 is out a of 10. That is a glowing review. Would a 12-year-old love this? Yeah, because it's around their age. So the next one is, <laughs> this is one I think Bartek's going to particularly well, like. Around their maturity. Now, Bartek, anyway. spoiler, Bartek, you like puns, don't you? Yeah, I think he likes pun. Bartok's a pun guy, wouldn't you say? Oh, he's pretty punny. Yeah. Oh, this title so. is called Band Slam Dunk. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then it's a 9 out of 10 star one. 2014. I have to read it all. Band Slam Dunk. Clever, right? <laughs> See, that I find really funny. <laughs> they have little, gave a little nod to their eyes. Hey, hey Bartek, was that funny? Yeah, yeah, Clever, funny. right? But I'm serious. This movie is a slam dunk. Almost impossible to resist. People may think that you age out of teen movies, but that is not true. How do you age out of good movies? You don't. I still watch Angus once a year and replay the ending at least three times. Which begs the question, who's a better movie mum? Kathy Bates in Angus? Or Lisa Kudrow in Bandslam? That may be impossible to answer. What's Smiley Ang- face. What's Angus? I haven't watched it. But I love Bandslam is a put uh, is a put on a show movie that has a climax like a Rocky movie. That is We've done this show. That is the second movie review where someone's like, the climax is like a Rocky movie, and there's nothing in comparison. What was the other one? I think it was... I think it was just visiting or something. Surf Ninjas? No. No, no. It was something else. Something else we've done. We have to go back. Someone go back. Find out. One of them was like... No, no. Bender like Beckham. It was Bender like Beckham. It was like, very much like Rocky. The cast is dead on. Maybe there is some corn, but corn is important to any balanced diet. <laughs> I knew that would get Bartek. Corn? Yeah, I, knew, it's corny. I knew where it was going, it's too. Uh-huh. I knew where it was By going. By the way, I just watched Band Slammed and watched the ending four times. Oh, yeah, sure. Nine out of ten stars. Okay. 
This one's 2013. Excellent little movie. Seven out of ten. Now, Bartek, this is from, this is going to be yours too. Nothing on Bulgarian TV. So, <laughs> so I checked out Film Four on Filmmon.com. Okay, that's a website, yeah. Yeah, as there was nothing else on on the UK channels worth watching, I've avoided Film Four a lot lately as the titles slash write ups haven't been that inspiring. What a surprise! I started it as the popcorn was popping, half expecting to give it 15 minutes max. <laughs> However, it was an excellent little movie with excellent direction and acting that kept me enthralled to the end. The main characters were all excellent, particularly Sam, Sam, or I like they wrote in brackets, Survivum. <laughs> that's what they wrote, like that's how you pronounce it in case you wanted. But many of the minor characters were really good too, which to a great extent, was down to a quite, quite, uh, down to a quiet and pleasantly surprisingly well-written script. I like how they're like Bulgarian TV. <laughs> I like how the whole first paragraph until the very end was like just about their night or something. Yeah, it's like there's people who are like, oh well, when I was in Bulgaria, because I went to Bulgaria. The best one ever we done on this yeah, show was, was like just that. like Thunderpants, where they're like, I had two Swiss visitors <laughs> over and they loved it. <laughs> okay, this is the last one. We're near the end. Yep. Surprisingly good. 10 out of 10. Oh, what? Okay, crazy. first off, I'm 13. Yay! <laughs> so, Good for you. I guess it is for 12-year-olds then. Yeah. And this is First off, I'm 13. I don't really watch PG movies. I haven't for years because they are often boring, cheesy, and unrealistic. Well, excuse me, I'm sorry. And, like, and I like to watch without tearing my head off in frustration. But this films. movie was absolutely fantastic. I made an account just to review it. Oh, that's cute. I know. I know it probably doesn't look like it, but it has Ali and Vanessa in it, and they're good. That should be reason enough... No, and they're usually, they're usually bad, but that should be reason enough not to watch. The trailer also makes it look like it's incredibly dumb and childish. Childish. It is not. The only reason I gave this movie a chance is because I was ridiculously bored and had nothing to do whatsoever. And I am so unbelievably glad that I did. This movie had a lot of substance and meaning, but was also funny and sweet. I recommend this movie to anyone, but mostly teens. It addresses issues and voices, thoughts that we are afraid to... Admit ourselves, like being told to partner up in class. Who hasn't, who hasn't thought, I like that. Who hasn't thought sat, who, who's, who hasn't thought sat there hoping against hope that you would be picked. Not only, my, my screen went dead. Not only is the movie good in general, it has great music choice. None of that new pop rock trash that they show on Disney Channel. Oh my goodness, this 13-year-old is hilarious. Basically, here it is. Basically, my point is, give this movie a chance. 10 out of 10. Now, Bartek. Yeah. Beck, there were a lot of reviews I could have picked from. Mm -hmm. Those were the ones I picked. They were simple to the point, but there was one I would like to mention. I just didn't choose it because in the end it was boring. But I liked on purposely read the typos and grammatical errors and all that because... Critics come across, even in these ones, as a little bit arrogant because sometimes they like take the high horse, so it's always funny to say their errors. But there was one that was perfect. That was 
at the end of each sentence, yeah. it ended with a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so every single thing was... So it was basically... I really, li- I really like this... an Australian accent. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, I really like this movie. I really like this movie. It was really good. The actors were in the movie and they did a fantastic job. <laughs> Everything was like, I don't know. And then at the end, they're like, I give it 10 stars. <laughs> and I just would like to mention that one as a good contender. Well, guys, this has been a wonderful, joyful experience. Bartek? Yes. Did you have fun? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Sorry, I think I did. Yeah, I think I did. Uh, and Beck, did you have fun? I did. Considering you never watched the movie till now. Yeah, there was. It was. I thought it would be a, very difficult watching the movie without any sound. But we kept just spoiling it. So. And I was, oh, I'd, I'd read the synopsis. So I was okay. worried because Beck told me before that she hadn't watched it, but she read the synopsis. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm a bit worried. And then she's fucking spewing out points that are even better than mine, <laughs> <laughs> or yours, Bartek, or you know. Speak think, for yourself. Yeah, speak for me. Yeah. So well, that's been Band Slam. Oh boy, oh boy. Ben Slam. So we'll be back, obviously, with our next unappreciated masterpiece, Jen. And, uh, Bartek? Yes. Uh, I'm just gonna slightly tease out that yeah. next month we're gonna be doing a really special little thing. Not gonna say what. Not gonna say There's what. There's a theme. There's gonna be a theme for next month's series of movies. It's gonna be a special kind of marathon of different, uh, of movies with a certain thing in common, but, uh. uh there's a, hi- a hint? A hint? It was in this movie we watched at one point. Yep, yep, and that's all you're gonna get. So stay tuned for that. Uh, yes, you have been wonderful, great, fantastic listening people. Beck, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. It's been a pleasure to be here. Yes. Uh, like all the social medias that we've got up there, you know, Facebook, we've got iTunes, obviously up there too, and all of that wonderful, good stuff. You know, if you feel like you want to contact us, feel free to do that too, because we're always here to spit and polish to you guys. Uh, Bartek, until the next time we meet on this dark, misty road that is Forgotten Cinema, have a wonderful time. I think Daniel Sun's last name was DeRusso. Yes. Derudo? Derudo? DeRusso, I think. <laughs> you guys have been fantastic, wonderful, wonderful listening people. Till next time. See you later. Bye.